Welcome everybody to the Daily Double Talk. Corey Coleman over here. How's everybody doing? And of course, I am joined by Mr. Bright Eyes himself, Mr. Christian Horchata Torres over here. How you, oh my God. I'm, see, I'm in, I'm, I have a new setup over here. Got a new mm-hmm. thing going on. I'm not used to it. I'm not, all my buttons are reconfigured. Uh, if you tune into our Monday show, I just did everything over again in here, which is supposed to make it easier for me to switch. Apparently not, because I'm confused as hell right now. I didn't mean to put you on a black screen like that. How you doing, man? I'm so sorry. I'm all right. No, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like you did this to sabotage me, but it's all good. I'm not going to be your would-be saboteur, Coleman. I'm happy to be here. How are you doing this week? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, Looking better than you since I'm sabotaging you, man. (laughs) You know, I'm always, always uh, trying to make myself look better at your expense. Let me actually make sure that we're streaming. Are we good, people? I see one person here. You're Uh, up on my thing, and I got more than one viewer. You got more than one. Okay, all right. That well, here they they are piling in right now. Man, y'all don't don't scare me like that, y'all. When I just look at a blank screen, it makes me think ain't nothing happening. I already told y'all messing up the show before we even start. How y'all doing today? What's going on? Everybody's coming in here now. Oh, here they go. Here they go. Look at JJ Panna talking about. I'm here, uh, Christian. How you doing, sir? I'm well, man. I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, I know this variant made its way to Austin. How are you feeling, man? Is it feeling post-apocalyptic in Austin or no? No, man. No, I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just transform. <laughs> nah, man. I'm feeling good, man. Hey, just in case people out there don't know, this is the Daily Double Talk. This is one of the more conversational shows that we talk about here on Double Toasted dot com or the double toasted twitch channel you know and we happen to venture into a few things and get deeper with it than we do on some other shows we talk about the entertainment then sometimes we might talk about some social issues and uh you know every now and then you can't help it these days but every now and then something crazy so happens and it is crazy today that you got to get political up in here so today though it seems like it's mostly entertainment silly ass entertainment with a little bit of a disturbing topics in there just a little bit just a little bit we'll lead off with that but before we tell you what any of that is may i do this christian i already said hi to you i've introduced myself i don't want to keep being rude i don't want to keep making this about us i mean i could talk about myself all day but let me go over here and give some respect and attention to the people i have to because without you this show would not be possible. I would even go as far to say, I've said this before, and I really mean it, man. My existence as it is right now would not be possible without these people out here. So I want you to, st- I, I don't want you to just give her a round of applause. I want you to stand up and loudly clap your hands and stump your feet for the one, the only, the chat fam starring that OG chat and that sexy horchata gift that makes me so horny. And... Also, the side bitches over here. We got, who is this? Uh, Austinic is up in here, of course. Fellboy. Uh, who is this? Uh, Saul Goodman. The Black Knight. Uh, let me see here. Ah, look at it. The Black Knight says, you know, I'm really happy that I found Double Toasted. We're happy that we found you. We're happy that we found you. Let's make that right. Uh, he says, hey, you guys make my day. and make me feel happy when I'm down. Oh, Mike Hellion. One Punch Mackey, a One Punch Mac, sorry, Slime Roy, I am Obi-Wan is here. 
Oh, let's see. Somebody said this. If you want to make me go on a rant, tell him to start the show. Ask him why he got to bring up race. Tell him to calm down. You know what? Since you did. Hey, hey, calm yourself down. All right. We just got the show started. You already putting up pictures, getting me all heat and hot it up and everything. Somebody get your boy. Oh, who did this? Who did Harry Ball? Somebody grab this. These balls right here. Before he gets on my goddamn nerves, I'm just starting the show and y'all want to get me mad. Damn, I was happy when I came in here too. They're playing with fire, Coleman. I don't know. I've, I've never seen you this heated up this early. This are, And we haven't even gotten to the real show yet. Y'all ready to get on my nerves out there. Boy, I don't know what I'm going to do with these people out here, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Relax. Do your breathing. Uh, like, you know, think happy thoughts. Uh, Go to your happy place, Coleman. Think about Bugs Bunny and drag. That's uh, uh, all it takes, right? <laughs> ooh, don't you ever come in here. What happened? The chat attack is raiding. What the fuck? What did y'all do to my chat over here? What did they do to my chat? Did you see this? Now, this is really making me mad. What happened? I mean, it's all good on my end. I don't know what happened to you. Look at me. Did you, do you see what I'm seeing? Yeah, I see what you're seeing, but it's not showing up on my end. Why did, okay, I don't know. What, uh, Boy, we're, we're still having a, like a, a, a nice festive circle jerk here in the, in the chat on Twitch. So these we're fool, fine. These fools still trying to make me mad. And man, I'm telling you, if, if it ain't the chat, it's the computer, man. Why do these people want to start with me? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, all I'm doing, Christian, all I'm doing is just trying to have a good show, man. That's all I'm trying to do for people. And these people want to piss me off. Okay, I think I got it now. I think I got it back. <laughs> all right. There we go. I don't know what was going on, but there we go. Uh, oh, look at that. Toxic Slumber says, Christian is so hot. I don't even know what to do with that. I don't take compliments very well, and you know that. So uh, thank you, I guess. But that's creepy, and I disagree with you. Man, just take the shit, all right? Just say thank you and move on. I don't don't have that confidence that you have where you're like, yes, I am a god. Yes, every compliment is worthy of me. I don't do that. I'm sorry I'm not you, Coleman. That hasn't rubbed off yet. Yeah, you know what? You need to Swedish girl. Look at this. uh, Swedish girl. Christian, cute as fuck. Look at that. Yeah, man. but like she's trying to get me to she's trying to get me to convince you to do a London show. Like there's a vested interest there. You know what I'm saying? So I can't take that as the gospel. Firewolf said Swedish girl is right. Yeah, you got the guys and the girls up. Yeah, Louis, what is that? Louis P. Louis P. That fucker gets it. I'm slightly above uh, average hot, I think, is what he said. And I agree with that. I'm, I'm like a six point five out of ten. At best. You need to hang around with a narcissist like me, man. I'll show you the way. <laughs> I've been trying to get you like that's what we have to do is sell a script. Right? You have to give me that script you were working on so we can rewrite it together so yeah. I can make you come out here and become Hollywood. Hey, look, let me tell you something. Next time somebody says Christian is cute, don't sit up and be like, oh, I don't even know what to do with the hell, Joe. No, say you goddamn right. <laughs> that's what you got to do. I'm a, I'm a pro it would be like a Heisenberg man. of hotness, just like you're goddamn right. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got. Yeah, exactly. I like the way you put attitude. You goddamn right. I am. Yeah, let's practice it right now. Christian, you hot and pretty as fuck. Uh, you're goddamn right. Stop. No, just stop. No, like, let's reset. Let's reset. We'll take it from one. All right. You want to give it that? You want to give me that again? No, but I'll do it. All right. Let's try this again. (laughs) You know what? If it's, you know, it's too much work's going into this now. Obviously, I got to work on it. Can we, can we make this a week to week thing? Can we see if like next week I've nailed this and I'm I'm confident? We'll try. No, well, let's try it right now. Let's try it right now. All right. Boy, Christian, you cute as fuck. 
Goddamn right I am. You took too long. You t- put, put fucking pause fuck. in there. I don't like this. No, it's we'll because it's this. foreign to me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, we'll work. We'll work on it, man. We'll work on. It. Don't worry about it. It's shit. It's gonna be. It's gonna be rough, but we'll work on it. Anyway, y'all, how y'all doing? I'm pretty ass Corey Coleman, and not afraid to tell you. Over yeah. here, we got old shy ass Christian Torres. <laughs> Uh, okay well i'm sorry everybody my bad and people we'll work on him though but welcome to the show i would tell you what's going to be on the show but i don't know what you guys are going to do with that you know who that chicka chicka choo choo you know i might start talking i might start doing my thing and then all of a sudden there's a train busting through the room making noise everybody jumping up and down acting a fool if you've been on the show you know what i'm talking about so you know what uh i'll give it just like a couple of minutes here and if uh, that happens, then fine. If not, then we have no choice but to move on. But I've already said, y'all stop putting all these nasty, scary-ass gifts up in here. Believe me, I don't want to see no titties up in here unless they're Bugs Bunnies. All right? <laughs> I don't want to look at these eyeball titties over here and everything. That just That's just scary. Oh, let's see what we got here. Beauty Crave. I'm not hearing... Thing is, I'm not hearing... Uh, and this is something that happens every now and then. Oh, that's because it's off. Mm. Oh, sorry, guys. I did an interview yesterday. And because of that interview, I had to cut off the, the chat and I had to cut off the alerts because you don't want that coming in and interrupting the professionalism of a intellectual and very smart uh, interview that's going on. I did an interview with Craig McCracken, the guy that did uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, dude, that's huge. Like that's I, I saw this uh, exchange between him and Alex Hirsch, Alex Hirsch, who did Gravity Falls and Fish Hooks and a couple other things. And it was really pretty because he was saying that uh, Craig McCracken, who inspired Alex Hirsch, was complimenting Alex Hirsch about like it was you guys, your generation of serialized cartoons that kind of allowed me to come back and do this. And that guy's amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I can't wait to see that interview. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, that guy is very cool. Learn some things, man. I think I almost offended him because I called him nasty. He's like, I'm not nasty. <laughs> yeah, I told he's a him delicate he flower. That Craig McCracken. Yeah, I told him he just said, "Boy, I saw a nasty cartoon you did." And he's like, I, "I don't do nasty cartoons." <laughs> so I felt, felt kind of bad about it. I don't know why the audio is not coming over. I think because I started the show and had it off, mm. but the audio is not playing for. It's not playing for the uh, for the alert. So I am sorry about that, y'all. I changed the sub alert and everything. So also sometimes when uh, these uh, these chats get mixed up, the audio gets thrown off. So I don't know what's happening, but I see y'all. I see y'all trying to get hype up in there. So we'll see what we're doing right here. Let it go. Come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Man, I wish I wish I could uh, hear this because y'all are being very generous right now. Oh, uh, did you watch one division? I did not watch the last two episodes. No, I'm, I'm back. I mean, how you liking it? Because it's it's finally starting to pick up. I got to that episode three where I was like, oh, OK, so how's it doing? Damn it. See, this is what I'm talking about. Dance DJ. Corey, always breaking stuff. You know what? I work so hard for you. I work all the time trying to make these shows for you. One thing doesn't work and you sit up here and call me a failure. Ban that man over there. Get him out. Throw him out the exit. <laughs> Do you wish you actually had some of that power where you could unilaterally, like like a fucking king in the old world, just like excommunicate a motherfucker? Oh, man. I, you know what? If I look at Game of Thrones, and I'm always shocked and repulsed by what they do on there. But I said, man, if I was a king back in that day, I'd be beheading all kind of people. 
Uh, well, I mean, because how can't you? You know that whole absolute power corrupts absolutely 100% true. I say this all the time. Look, I might be a good liberal and shit. Never give me a billion dollars because I'll become a fucking super villain. <laughs> I don't know how you don't. Yeah, I don't either. I see why Trump is like he is, man. You know, I think we all got a little Trump inside of us. I would love to think I'd be a nice person, <laughs> but nah, man, I'd be a complete dick. That's why I always say I never need to make money when I was young. Because whatever, what, with the money that I had, I did foul things with it so <laughs> so I, multiply that it's gonna like that's what i'm saying is once you have money to do whatever you want what kind of weird shit do people get into that's like why the whole billionaire pedophile island jeffrey epstein shit like sort of makes sense on a logical standpoint right because you're like yeah. i don't know like they're crazy at this point yeah when you're brought into a world like if you're born a billionaire chances are yeah. you're probably going to be insane on a certain level because you've never had to live in reality you know, and it's, it's fucked with your head. Yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, I think everybody needs to, like, if I ever become wealthy, man, if I have kids, I'm, I'm putting those motherfuckers in a slave camp because <laughs> they need to learn how to appreciate life. Right, right. But like, like, like most Shakespeare villains, you think you're the good guy in that story, right? You're like, it's what's necessary for the kingdom to live. I am. I am the good guy in that story. <laughs> Yeah, can you just have him work at McDonald's? No, because he can quit. No, I'm gonna put that That's motherfucking true. chains and have him breaking rocks all day. Yeah, right. and then you know the thing they don't talk about the how effective the dungeons were back in those times. You know, the black dungeons where no one could see the sunlight for two oh, years yeah. and shit. Sure, inhumane, maybe, but effective. Goddamn right. Yeah, you learned. You know, that's the thing about it. <laughs> you know, at the end of it all, the question is, did you learn? And you don't, not, nothing teaches you uh, to appreciate life like a fucking stanky ass, dark ass dungeon, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's how I treat my kids, man. And then one day I let them out and be like, hey, you're rich, kid. <laughs> Enjoy your freedom. And they will be like, I will never treat anybody like my father treated me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all it is. You just want to do a little bit better than the previous generation. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying, yeah, the kid will come out and say, you know what, my father, my father taught me some great lessons. He taught me to appreciate. Hi, we made it. Yeah, people. Uh-oh, oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, the crown. The disco lights. Oh, my God, people, get all aboard the double-toasted hype disco train over here with the fuck king himself. Christian Hart shot the Torah. He's going to break himself. Look at him. But I can't. I can't. Don't have that whole chocolate juice up in me like he does. Oh, uh, keep going. Keep going, man. Oh, let's see. Oh, go on, girl. Shag it. Shag it, girl. Let him know what's up. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man got that disco spider funk for people. I like when people walk around there. That's too funky for me. Yeah, people. Folks, now I can allow myself to actually bring to you what we're going to be doing here on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, behold the scroll with the subjects that we have for today. Today we're going to be talking about Woody Allen. They're going to get this man yet. Is this going to be the one, this documentary that they're making? We'll see. I wouldn't be funky ass on Chata. I don't know. Also, folks, we're going to be talking about Dracula. Country ass Dracula. That's right. Dracula's gonna be a cowboy. A sci-fi cowboy, possibly. If the certain director has their way. Oh my god, he's getting down. I'm going between him and the chat. You almost in competition with those woman cakes. And your boy Lil Yachty out there. Gonna be in another game to screen adaptation. Boy game, card game. Uno! Yeah, give him some horn, give him some horn. 
Oh, look at that silhouette. The silhouette test. Alf. You look like Alf a little bit. Alf is getting down. Alf popped the collar and everything. Oh. I missed something. So, so something happened. Sorry about that. I blacked out for a couple minutes. Oh, no. Nothing happened, man. Nothing, nothing. I was just telling people what's going to be on the show today. Not a big deal. You already know what's happening. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you kind of man and blacked yourself with that light. <laughs> Oh, it's called commitment. All right. I'm trying to find props every time. The hype trains need to keep escalating. At some point, it's going to become dangerous. There's going to be pyrotechnics involved. Yeah. But God damn it, I'm willing. I'm going to blow it up in here. I, I got to tell you, I, <laughs> this movie was OK. It was all right. I gave it a rental, but I think I gave it a high rental. But I really do love this image of John David Washington pouring himself a drink over there. Love that. Uh, did you see this movie? Oh, the Malcolm and Marie movie? Yeah. No, I haven't yet. I mean, I've heard really weird things about it. I've heard some people say it's like a powerful two-hander, and other people say it's like really airless. Like you can, it feels like it was shot in a pandemic. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It yet, does. Though. It does. It feels like it's shot in a pandemic with two people who genuinely are getting on each other's nerves. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's, it's all right, man. I didn't love it, but I thought it was all right. Oh, let's see what else we got up in here. Everybody keeps showing this this Bridgerton show. Everybody keeps trying to get me to watch this. Have you watched I think that's Shonda's show, right? It's her yeah. first Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, my wife likes everything Shonda Rams does, and I'm not as bullish on it. Yeah. Uh, but it could be good. I mean, here it's like I hear it's like soapy and campy as fuck, and I hear it's a fun watch. Maybe not of, great. A lot fun. of sex in there. A lot of fucking apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, just what what sells? You know what I mean? Why yeah. The fuck no, not? now I got your attention. You know what yeah. sells? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what sells, uh, sir. Let me see if I got this here. I tell you what sells. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say that you need to go over here. Uh, let me see here. You need to uh, jump on this before it's spoiled for you, man. You need to. You need to. Uh, you need to jump on this one division, man. I was going to do it right after this. Yeah, you're supposed to do it before we got to this, but man, I'm telling you today, people. I would even love to talk about it today, but it's like you need to give people time to kind of go ahead and uh, watch this over the weekends. Uh, that episode, got, it's, it's going to have people talking. It's got a big it's got a big thing in there. I'm telling you right now, as a friend, Christian, I'm begging you, watch this before it gets spoiled for you. It was a pretty amazing episode that they have going on. No, I'll watch it as soon as we're done here. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I'm just behind on it because I find myself as one of those people. It's I'd rather binge things later sort of deal but i understand like oh there's this movement around wanda can i ask you something because you've watched more of it what's up with the reception for it right now because it feels like there are some people who really love it and there are other people who don't like what marvel's doing and i i think it's really refreshing considering we haven't had a marvel movie in a minute and the first kind of thing we get back is so weird yeah um, you know the i mean people, how do you feel about it yeah i think the people who are look whenever you have something that's done this different there's going to be people out there who are not going to like it and that, you know, and nobody, no, no one likes, you know. There's no property out there where it's one hundred percent liked by everyone. So, and some people just genuinely, it's not their thing. And some people who follow this, this is so different that some people are just they, they don't like the sitcom format that was introduced. They think it's you know they, there's not anything going on. They want you know they want a Marvel property, <clears throat> and then uh, and you got some people who just 
this is going to be contrarians, man. And I'm not going to like it because everybody else is liking it. But then you got people yeah. like me, and I think this is the majority of people out there where they're just kind of like, this is pretty badass what they're doing, man. You know, this is way different than what the, the anything they've done before. This is way different for any kind of superhero show. And goddamn, man, everybody is always asking for something different. You give some, you give people something different. People are like, man, that's too crazy. I, you know, you can't please nobody, man. But there's so many things. This is the show that I just say, hey, look, if you want to binge it, if you want that Netflix thing, that's fine. But this is this. Everybody has a different format or a different way they do things. I would recommend going in and just watching it because there's going to be so many things that happen here. Given the last two episodes, so many things happen in this show that and there's going to be more guaranteed that you're going to get spoiled, man. You're just going to be you're going to be walking down the Internet. And you're going to be like, fuck, you know, you tripped over a spoiler, man, because you didn't mean to look at it. And you did. Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to walk down the internet and trip on anything, so I'll definitely no. check it out for you. Uh, no, dude, I think it's actually really cool. I was going to say this, that you know me. Sometimes I'm overly shitty, and I admit that. I'm an old man now about a lot of the Marvel stuff. But but I do think, like, yo, they're playing with house money. They just did Endgame, and, and, and like, they could have done anything. And I thought that the fact that they went this yeah. weird with this project is, like, saying something. They're not resting on their laurels. They're doing interesting shit. So I'll definitely watch it. I can't wait to report on it. The only reason I didn't today was because usually you guys have been doing it on Sundays because I think, like you said, you want to give people a couple days to watch it and talk about it. Yeah, I know that people are really, t- you know, there's, there's some people who – they watch the show and I've even got a good recommendation from some people. They say, when you talk about it, could you put, put up a little graphic that says spoiler or something uh, down below? Because uh, people are genuinely not just caught up on, on the first day. I've even been like that with a few shows that I love. So I get it. But it, they really are every episode now putting stuff out there, details and surprises and spoilers that are really cool, man. And this one is a this was a huge one uh, on this last episode. So, so is, there's only eight episodes this season, right? Before the season? Uh, is it eight or nine? I think it might That'd be, be a weird kind of irregular number to do nine. But either way, it's not 13. So it's like <laughs> we're already kind of halfway through whatever we're getting to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I thought it was nine because uh, I mean, we got the screeners. I remember saying it was six more to go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but either way it goes, it, it they the, it was so cool the way they set it up before this whole thing where people were saying nothing's happening or this is weird that was brilliant the way they set it up man well, especially with what you see what's happening right now and this episode plays that format so well uh episode five we're talking about i won't say anything more just go back and watch it man go, go and watch it it's it's really it really is a, a cool show it's a lot of fun it's great there's some excellent writing going on in this man so yeah, yeah I can tell I, that if the, anything i would first, yeah it's nine episodes if anything i would say I would say that, you know, because a lot of people are talking about the budget and what they're playing with uh, because they have the money to, like, make these look like movies now. It could be because of what they're doing, you know, the format that they have chosen, the way it's written. But it does at times feel like a TV show. Even when they're out of the sitcom format, it does feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. But that's not bad, though. It's not bad at all. I like the storytelling is so good that it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's just insane what they're trying to do with it. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing that kind of needs to be applauded. Um, And uh, like the reverence that they're showing to all that, because my big thing was this. When I watched the pilot, I just loved that pilot, mostly because it's the same thing we talk about with Star Wars all the time. Why do we pretend like this isn't a giant sandbox that you can literally do anything you want in it? And I think WandaVision was the first time you saw them saying, we can do anything we want. <laughs> like, let's do this in the yep. prism of 50s TV and stuff like that. So I, I loved it. I'm yeah, excited. that's why I hate to because Star Wars fans think I love fucking with them and I don't. But 
this beats Star Wars, you know, as far as like writing an expanded universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interestingly enough, too, I think it's uh, what you're talking about weekly uh, releases. We talked about that with the boys. There's something about that. We've gotten so used to binging and I do like binging stuff, mm -hmm. but I think everyone remembers that water cooler moment, that waiting seven days for the next episode to come out. You have a whole week to marinate on that. Mandalorian yeah. did that. The boys did that. WandaVision's doing that now. I don't mind it, man. I really yeah. don't. I don't. I think people, you know, I look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like sit up here and judge people who want to binge stuff. Everybody wants it in different ways, but there, there is something that's kind of cool about waiting, you know, for the next show. It's, it's, it's what people I've noticed that, uh, a lot of younger people, you know, they've been conditioned into binging now. So they, you know, they don't. And, but then again, I've seen some older people who love binging too, and they want it the same way. Now they just come, they become very, very quickly used to that. But then there's some people like me where it's like, Hey man, this is how it used to be back in the day. As I said, well, I think you know, about like the, the three biggest kind of shows are shows that were like, you know, in recent memory, break uh, Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones, I think, be benefited from being a week to week show because I remember just in the first season, it came out to like 2.5 million. By the end of the first season, like four or five yeah. million people were watching it. Breaking Bad's finale was the same thing. When that started, maybe 1.5 million, but that week to week to week, it ended up yeah. finishing with 13 million. So there is something to be kind of said about that, that building anticipation. No, that anticipation, man, for one, uh, I say the benefit of doing it episodic is that this show is so full of so many details, especially for the Marvel fans out there. Uh, so many Easter eggs and reveals that if they binge this, all that shit's going to be poured out all at once. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to ruin everything on the first day. Of course, you can try your best to avoid it, but somebody's going to put it out there. It's just cool. Like the way they ended this episode is like, oh my God, I can't wait till next week, man. Uh, well, let me ask you this really quickly, because I think this is very interesting, which is you haven't did you feel like you've gotten ahead of the show at all narratively? Because I think that that's what happened. You look at shows like Westworld, that first season came out and Chris, uh, not Chris Nolan, Jonah Nolan, his brother. He says that like Reddit guessed the twist in that months early. And so it became a problem where they purposely season two and three have tried to obfuscate and be overly convoluted just to get ahead yeah. of the writers. Do you feel that way about WandaVision? Nah, man. And, the, the, you know, with one division, like with this episode, people are already trying to predict things mm. and they might be right. They might be wrong. I was just talking to a friend of mine, uh, texting him back and forth before we started this show where I was saying, you know, we had different theories going on. Now, I'm pretty sure that neither one of us is even 100 percent right. But one of us is probably more right than the other. And, it's, and we're not going to be as surprised if we are right about it. But it's still going to be a cool. Uh, uh, even if we if we get it right, it's still going to be cool to see it manifest, man. It's still going right. to be cool to see it happen. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's also cool seeing where Marvel is trying to legitimately throw people off. I think the problem with Westworld is that they, they if what you're saying is true, is that they purposely try to like make their writing worse, you know, by making it more convoluted. And don't do that. Just tell your story, man. If you tell your story, and even if you get your theories right or your guesses right, no one's going to care because it's still invested in the story. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, like, you know, I said this with Game of Thrones all the time, but it's like, if you wrote a... a, a a clue type like murder mystery, right? Like a knives out and you set up all the evidence for it to be the butler who killed somebody. But then someone on the internet's like the butler did it. And you're like, fuck, I got to change that. And then you change the ending. It's like you fucked yourself over by doing that because even if you got guessed, as long as you, you set up the story and you told it the way you wanted to, and it ended the way you wanted to, it's a complete story. It doesn't matter yeah. if someone guessed it, but if you change shit as a response to internet response, you know what I mean? That's like problematic. And 
I don't know. I think that's a cautionary tale, Westworld. Yeah. Is, and I'm glad WandaVision yeah. is steering clear of that, it seems. And you know, the thing with watching these things episodic, look, there's the, the, it really is something. Even though I want it now, it's something cool just being able to talk to my friends throughout the week about these theories that we got for this. The anticipation is nice, man. You know, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas if you didn't have to, like when you were a kid, if you got, if you didn't have to wait for those presents, if you didn't have to like build up the anticipation, Christmas wouldn't mean shit when you were a kid. So, you know, this is like Christmas, man. It's like I'm waiting a week to get my, to open my presents and that's cool. And by the way, people, like I said, you're lucky that you even get to like watch it anytime once it premieres. Cause like I said, I'm gonna say it one more time, you know, there's a time when you miss that shit it was gone until it came on again and it just had to be spoiled for you because people want to talk about it like well fuck it if you missed it man too bad if you mean you your grandmother was dying and you had to be at the hospital you weren't at home watching the tv show you know that hey look you know grandmother died all the time but this show was only on tonight you <laughs> you had to be there for that sounds like a personal story like you're like your grandmother was on her deathbed and you chose to go watch the incredible hulk that night coleman no, I didn't ever like the Incredible Hulk. Different strokes. That's what I did. Different strokes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like that's the one worth the grandma. God damn shirt. it, grandma's having a stroke. Yeah, but fuck it. I'm watching different strokes. <laughs> no, man, you look, I'll finish with this with the WandaVision of it all, which is like, look, I remember when Guardians first came out, and I always mm -hmm. felt that Guardians was a litmus test for like how weird they could get with it, right? And if and yeah. if you look at what they did after that, right, how weird Thor got, how cosmic the universe got, you yeah. could say a lot of the heavy lifting was done there. And I feel like WandaVision might be doing that for whatever's coming next in Marvel. They're kind of testing what they're able to get away with in the weird oh, department. you don't even know you don't even know man i'm excited yeah. I, dude honestly that gets me really hyped to hear you say that because yeah. i want to feel the way i used to feel about these movies and shows you know yeah man it's gonna it's about to get crazy it's about to get very crazy you know and and, and, and marvel is throwing people off i'm 100 sure that they are throwing people off marvel you devil you i know what you're doing marvel's out there messing with our heads uh, but I'd love to talk to you about it, man, when uh, when you see it. And yeah, nobody put any spoilers in the chat, because if you do, you definitely, Skull is out there, he's ready. Skull's ready to ban your ass. If you, well, he'll put you in a timeout. So no spoilers in there, man. Don't, don't. Well, I'll watch going. everything. I'll catch up, but have me on for the finale. Like whenever you do a Sunday service finale thing on, and I'll jump on with you if you have me. Yeah, yeah, you can come in and uh, hang out with us, man, if you like, because that's... Uh it's cool. It's gonna be. It's 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 gonna be a lot to talk about, and a lot of people are gonna have a, a lot of fun talking about what's to come. Anyway, people talking about what's to come. In case you couldn't hear over all that hypeness that we did earlier, just real quick, the rundown of what we have today. We have Woody Allen documentary on the way. Are they finally gonna get the man. We also have a new version of Dracula rolling into town. Uh, we'll let you know what that angle is that they got, and also. We have Little Yachty and Uno. How the hell are they going to do that? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll see. They have some ideas of their own, and we have some of our own, too. So, And I'm sure you have some of your own. So with that said, a couple of things we're going to do here. First of all, let me go ahead and get my begging out the way. Invest in Double Toasted Enterprises. You can start with our Patreon over here. Patreon.com forward slash Double Toasted. Go over there. Get warm and toasted. Get hot and buttered. And as I said, if you're real freakums, deacums, get down with the golden brown. And in return, it's an investment that keeps returning. You'll get bonus streams. You'll get viewing parties. You'll get discounts, merch, animation, all that good stuff. So please, please go over there and help us out. Once again, that is Patreon forward slash double toasted. Patreon.com forward slash double toasted. Uh, for you broke-ass folks out there, 
I got a way for you to help us out where you don't have to do a damn thing with your cheap ass. Tell you what you do. Go over to our Twitch channel, the Double Toasted Twitch channel, and subscribe for absolutely free. Yes, people, absolutely free. Only if you have that Amazon Prime account, which you do, so you, you're good. You can resub when the time comes around. And look, you know what? I know, look, I... People talk about your ragged ass all the time, but I know deep inside you got a great heart. You have a good heart deep inside of you. So you see that fellow toasty that's standing right next to you is naked as hell. Ain't got that toasty goodness all over their body. Why don't you go ahead and take a little bit of the toasty goodness that you got off your back. Put it on them and help them out. Give them a free sub, which you can do if you have an Amazon Prime account. All right, folks. Chris, you still hanging in there, my friend? Yeah, no, I just uh, that's your, I like your toast Jesus thing. Like, if you got a neighbor, right? Treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated. Like, you know, put put some golden brown toasty on them, man. Why not? And exactly, and you being Puerto Rican, Jesus knows exactly what you're talking about. You would know. Toast, toast Jesus, they call me. Toast, toast Jesus. I like that. Oh, let me see here. All right, I'm still wondering why none of the alerts came through. I'm so sad about that, y'all. I love hearing when you're. Your kindness comes through. I love the sub alerts that we have. We had a, we had a good one too. It was uh, Samuel Jackson talking about. Come on! It was <laughs> scariest thing. That's back from when he which was in, movie? Because that's every Sam Jackson movie. Which movie is that from? That was the first one. Uh, that was uh, Coming to America. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was in some stuff before, but Coming to America. When I saw Samuel Jackson in that shit, he scared the fuck out of me, man. He More was, so, the, is that your scariest, uh, earliest Sam Jackson? Yeah, coming? that's the first time that I actually remember seeing Sam Jackson uh, is in Coming to America, where he, he uh, robbed the McDougals or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whack Arnold's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sam Jackson, uh, Coming, yeah, let me see. Coming, I, I'll show you. I showed Ju- uh, Juicy yesterday, but let me see here. Yeah, look, let me see. Even before the video starts, you can look at the thumbnail. The thumbnail is scary as fuck. Look, watch this. Look at this. Look at that shit, man. You see that? <laughs> let me see here. Let me let me put this on right here. Of course, I got a commercial. So you, you did you see the uh, trailer for Coming to America? Like number two, Coming to America two. Yeah, man, I did. Yeah, it looks funny, man. The second trailer for it. Here's uh Sam Jackson, man. I showed this to Juicy. Have you? Do you remember this? When's the last time you seen Coming to America? It's been a minute, but I remember it pretty well. I mean, I was like 14 or 15. It's not like it was when I was five or something. No, you don't. You wouldn't be talking this calmly if you if you did remember. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I see. I feel like it's a movie like that in trading places that I saw a billion times. Although that fucking movie is problematic. But let's stay on, on, on task. <laughs> Sorry. Coming to America. Yeah, maybe I don't. I mean, is it a fever dream that everyone just collectively thinks is fun and a, and a good time? Oh, no, it's a it's fun. And a good time until fucking Samuel Jackson enters the room. <laughs> scared the shit out. This might as well have been a horror movie. That scared the shit out of me when I was a, when I saw this, man. I was a teenager. I just when like I that he it. came in and didn't give a fuck. He shot immediately. There was no, everybody get on the ground. It was just fucking shooting immediately. It was. And the funny thing is, he came in so calm, too. 
Like he's a look. I I don't. I'm not talking about black people in general because I don't want to see you know scary black man. I want to put that stereotype out there. But fucking Samuel Jackson is a scary black man. <laughs> like like I like the way he strolled in. Like the moment you saw him, you knew he was coming in to kill somebody. Like look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, walking over shit. He, like he tried to come in like a regular customer and be calm, but no, he looked he looked suspicious and crazy as hell when he came in. He has a trench coat like a '30s gangster. Like that, he would have he wouldn't have been out of place in that Road to Perdition movie where they were hiding fucking Tommy guns in their long coats. <laughs> that fool had a whole shotgun up in there. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that scared the fuck out of me. Anyway, folks, we've already gone and told you about the many things that we have to talk about today. We've told you about the things that you need to do to support us. We begged it for money that day. So all that's left to do is to let you know, hey, you know what? Speaking of begging, if you do get yourself a subscription over here, no matter what type, you don't have to deal with all of the commercials that I am forced to play over here. And that is not a lie. I have to contract. But uh, if you do have a subscription, like I said, it'll be like we... We're here the whole time. We never left you behind. We were standing right next to you. We're standing right behind you, <sniffs> sniffing your ear. So, people, just, just subscribe. Well, that'll make people unsubscribe immediately. I don't want Corey sniffing my ear right now. It's unsubscribe. But, folks, also, we want to hear from you today. Uh, there's also a request to do some Tiny Earl stuff that was coming from you, Mr. Horchata. Some yeah, I've had, I've had some clamoring, so I don't know if I don't know how you're feeling after the show, but we could take some time and say what's up to some tiny earls. We'll see how that works out, man. If we have time, maybe we can do both. Take some emails and talk to Tiny Earl on the DT Discord. So I'll tell you yeah. what we're going to do first of all. Let's get this email out the way. We want to hear from you near the end of the show when everything is done. Hopefully we'll get some feedback or some kind words from you or some even some bad words from you. Tell us to go to hell if you like. But if you want to do that, you got to know where to tell us to go to hell actually got to know where to send that go to hell to us to kcoolmans at gmail.com that's k-c-o-o-l-m-a-n-z at gmail.com you email us with any kind of questions comments compliments insults input and or advice hit us up on the social medias instagram twitter and the facebook copy all that information right there down memorize it love it most importantly I need you to use it. Ain't no good if you're not using it. Like this man over here. Ain't no good if you're not using Christian Horchata Torres. You can find me on Instagram, Christian.monster, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So come find me. People, come find me too. Unless you're sick and you got that Rona. And if you don't, you're probably going to get it along the way. So just, I, you know, I, I politely say, just, you know, keep your ass away from us. I mean that in the nicest way, most respectful way. But I'll tell you what you can do. When the time comes, when everything is safe, Big Ronnie has had those needles shoved up her ass, then that is when we'd like for you to let us know what your plans are for Austin. Kcoolmans at gmail.com. Let us know if you're moving to Austin, Texas, hopefully when it's corona-free, or you're just passing through. Because we'd like to safely once again hang out with you. That dog again. <laughs> Man, there was a that, video somebody sent me, and the dog sounded like he 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 was a straight up background soul singer. 
<laughs> he uh, was crooning. He was hanging out with Otis Redding and Sam Cooke and shit. Yeah, I can. Do, I'll do the. I'll do the how for you. I'll play before we get into everything that we're doing. But I'll do the how for you. You're gonna be like, oh, yeah, you exaggerate. It was exactly like that. He that dog. What did he do? He do. He went like a. He had fucking tremolo in his voice. Yeah. He was fucking he had v- vibrato. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll I'll play it for you. I'll play it for you, Rook. Let me see if I can find it. Because I told my wife about it, and she's still laughing about it. She hasn't even looked it up yet. But let me see here. My dog got soul. Let me see here. Yeah, there you go. My dog got soul. Oh, I'm looking. Oh, Jesus. Now, now I'm, I'm just getting all these things. Do dogs have souls? Where do dogs go after they die? <laughs> no, I didn't want. I didn't want to like open that Pandora's box of existential no. dread. Fuck, I no. hope not. No, I don't want to get all exactly ex- ex- existential and philosophical about it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, this dude made a pop song uh, with it, man, or an R and B song, rather. All right, let's see it. Let me see here. <laughs> You'll love this. Hey, somebody, a toasty sent this to me. So if I didn't give you credit for this. I'm sorry. I forgot which one it is. I'm sorry. But uh, let me make sure I have this turned up. All right, here's here's the uh here's the video. Hey girl. I don't know you and you don't know me. But I've been watching you across the room. Fucking amazing. I hate to say this, but that's a sexy ass dog. I mean, for real, right? Like that dog has to be the most popular dog in the goddamn neighborhood. Our dog's fucking all the poodles in the neighborhood, man. <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell Pixie to 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 up her game at this point. Yeah, yeah. My dog ain't my dog ain't worth shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna Joe Jackson your way into stardom with that dog? Might might have to. Might have to kick her a few times, you know. Kick the soul into her. So it's gotta get three other dogs, yeah, and then beat the talent into them as Joe Jackson did. <laughs> yeah, hey, hold it down for me. I'll be right back, man. I gotta cut on. Yeah. I was just saying this, by the way, because everyone saw that art, uh, that's the fan art, some amazing toasty did and everyone was there and it was like it was the whole crew minus me and Oz, but fucking Pixie made the cut, which was especially goddamn heartbreaking for me. Um, but then I was photoshopped in as Aquaman, so I guess you win some, you lose some. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, you'll be it? all right. I mean, he's still complaining about this. He's mad because he wasn't putting up picture. Damn. Well, because I thought Pixie was like that dog, but that dog made Pixie look like <laughs> the uh, the big fish in the small pond that she is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she ain't uh, you know what? Whoever drew that picture, put put him back in there. Let me see if I because I downloaded that picture, and man, I, again, I forgot to forgot who did that picture, but it's great. Let me see here. Oh. Oh, is that it? Yeah, here, I got it. Got it right here. This man is so upset about not being in here. Let me take this off. So that was mad for Oz more than me, but yeah, I'll, I'll just say it's for me. <laughs> 
Let me go ahead and take this scroll off so you can see Pixie and all her glory right there. <laughs> I look like I look like Drake without a beard in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's God's plan, man. Uh, no, my issue with the Pixie thing is that Pixie stays interrupting our show constantly. She dictates when it begins, when it ends. Like she farts on you all the time for no reason. Like she does. She's she's a problem. She's toxic as fuck. She does. She farts on my crotch. She makes me. She 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 tells me when to stop the show. And apparently she kicked you out the picture. Right there, so. so, yeah, man. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe there's a part two coming to this picture. Probably not, but it's good. I was Aquaman. <laughs> That's all that matters. I'm good. I'm good on it. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to uh, some of the things we got to talk about today. What do you say, Christian? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let me move over and see what we got going on here. Ah, uh, people, they are going to get this man yet one way or another. It doesn't matter how many documentaries we have to make. We are going to prove that Woody Allen is truly the creep that everybody says he is. Sure, he's a genius, but he's also an asshole creepy guy, too. HBO preps Woody Allen Mia Farrow doc series from On the Record Filmmakers. Now, for those who don't remember On the Record, and probably a lot of you don't because this just got swept under the rug for some reason, but this is the one where Russell Simmons, uh, his accuser, comes out to reveal to the world that, uh, well, there's no nice way to put this, he's a rapist. I didn't tell that many people about what happened with Russell. He just grabbed me. He just grabbed me. And I'm saying no. I was reduced to nothing in that moment. Now, watch that one. And I got to tell you, uh, very convincing. Very convincing. I, I walked away thinking, yeah, Russell Simmons need to go somewhere. You know, probably need to go to jail. But Russell Simmons needs to go somewhere because... Uh, a lot of accusers came out and the man did seem like he was uh, guilty of what he's being uh, allegedly being uh, 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 shown as in this documentary right here. But I digress. We're talking about the Woody Allen documentary and I'm going to pass it on to Christian Torres over here to tell us more about this. Yeah, I mean, so listen, I thought this was really interesting. You and I, we reviewed on the record on this very show. We talked about how I think it was very important because one of the marginalized groups in the Me Too era within Me Too is women of color, right? These victims are very often victimized and not given their their day in court or their justice or, or their catharsis. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really important, and I like these filmmakers a lot. Um Woody Allen, this is a weird one for me. I got to tell you, because we've talked about this at length, I think. And it's like Woody Allen as a writer is one of my favorite writers. Like I grew up watching those movies and I was a kid and I didn't understand any of the creepy uh, other stuff that might have happened there. But for those who don't know, like there is there is some concern about whether or not he uh, molested his youngest daughter, Dylan Farrow, when yeah. they were when she was very young. And this is this thing that there was a subject to a police investigation in the 90s. Uh, nothing came out of that investigation, uh, and it seems to have not dogged his career at any point 
up until the last four or five years. And this resurfacing of these claims has led to there being a new fervor for it to the point where they're now going to do a four part documentary kind of exploring the end of this relationship. Um, and I guess my question is, is what do you think this is going to be? Is it going to be this real expose in the vein of what leaving Neverland was or on the record? Or do you think it's going to be something that sort of exonerates him in a weird way? Yeah. You know, uh, it's a lot of things going on with Woody Allen, man. You know, a lot of things that I've even said about Woody Allen that I've gotten criticized for. Woody Allen, of course, you know, he's talking, he's being accused of, uh, you know, uh, raping uh, uh, one of his, uh, what, what, what was it, uh, Nick, what, was, what is Mia Farrow's son, his name? Ronan Farrow. Ronan, he did a big expose where, yeah. where he was uh, molesting, uh, what, their daughter or something? What was that? that well, yeah. So, so the story goes like this. So back in like 91 or 92, and I'm sorry, I don't have the exact date. Um, this was after Mia Farrow had found out about uh, Woody and Sun Yi, mm. which was his stepdaughter. I know that sounds very creepy and I'm not defending that, but we have to get back to that in a second. Yeah. After that happened, there were these allegations that uh, Woody Allen had molested their youngest daughter, Dylan Farrow. Um, and then it's become this subject where it's like it split the family and in, in, in half. Moses Farrow is the young gentleman with the glasses there. He's come out and said, absolutely, no, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Uh, he's sided with his father. It's it, it split the family apart. So it's something that's very yeah. divisive. Um, but so that was the crux of this whole thing. For the last 30 years or so, you've heard a bunch of people make inappropriate Woody Allen jokes. But that's sort of where it stopped. Uh, and then in the last couple of years, because of that Ronan Farrow uh, expose, yeah. it's come back with a fervor. Dylan Farrow spoke out herself. And so now I think there's this new momentum of trying to you know, punish him for all the things that may or may not have happened. So personally, let me ask you this. Uh, how do you feel about the whole Woody Allen thing? Because it is creepy. The situation is creepy. I'm not saying it's not, but I wouldn't say that it's criminal uh, based on what we've heard. And I'm not talking about Dylan Farrow. I'm talking about the Soon Yi thing. Like, how does that factor into your feelings about Woody Allen first? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, first of all, I don't know what Woody Allen or anybody else did, but this guy back there did, definitely did some shit. <laughs> dude, <laughs> He's a real criminal. This dude just walking by. That dude's guilty of something. I don't know what, but he did something. Uh, but, you know, to all, in all seriousness, man. That's where the whole thing with Woody Allen comes in that divides people and often gets people upset at me because I tell people all the time, man, uh, I feel weird about Woody Allen. I do. I I feel completely weird about that situation. Of course, when you raised a a stepdaughter and you've gone and you hear that he's married her. All right. You know, yeah, that's that's crazy. But is that illegal? You know, according to him, they didn't do anything. It's weird. But all people in Hollywood are weird. I'm not making excuses for it. But he he said, I didn't touch her. I didn't do anything, you know, somehow. And the old, the weird way they they connected when everything was legit. Okay, all right. Nothing we can say about that, man. All right, you know, that's that's them. Fuck it. I, at this, especially at this point in life, you can't say anything. But I've always said that if something comes out about Woody Allen and we get a lot more accusers, there's a lot more concrete evidence I'm ready, man. I'm ready to say, fuck him. You know, I'm ready to say I'm done with Woody Allen, which is kind of crazy because Woody Allen, I'm just like you, man. I was showing a little while ago uh, images from uh, one of his most popular movies, man. I mean, for a lot of people, Woody Allen is their defining moment of film. For a lot of people, Woody Allen is that definition of film. A lot of men, so there's so many people who have been influenced by Woody Allen, uh, white, black, and in between, man. Spike Lee is in, in, influenced by Woody Allen. Chris Rock is influenced by Woody Allen. And for a lot of people, it's just not cinema. Woody Allen has been the, uh, 
he has been what defines New York for people, man. You know, we were looking at this uh, this clip from Manhattan. Chapter one. He adored New York City. He idolized it all out of proportion. Uh, no, make that he he romanticized it all out of proportion. Better. To him, no matter what the season was, this was still a town that existed in black and white and pulsated to the great tunes of George Gershwin. You know, I mean, to this day, I, I just recently watched a Woody Allen movie. I didn't think it was great, but Woody Allen's, his vision of New York is still somewhat in a cinematic way magical, man. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to, uh, to, to, believe me, everybody thinks I'm up here like, you know, creaming all over Woody Allen right now. And I'm not, man. Uh, I'm just telling you that I'm just like everybody else. But if it comes down to it, I'm going to have to give up on Woody Allen, man, because uh, one of my favorite movies, you talk about uh, Manhattan. There's a lot of Woody Allen movies that I like. Um, one of my favorite movies that for a while, I don't know where it stands now, but this was in like my, it was in like my top, definitely my top five movies for a while. Uh, you ever seen Midnight in Paris? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, uh, I love, I love Midnight in Paris, man. It really is one of my absolute favorite movies. I'm going somewhere with this. Just hold on. You're in love with a fantasy. I'm in love with you. Dad's here in business, and we just decided to reload a little. <laughs> oh, that's great! We can spend some time together. I, I think nice. we have a lot of commitments, but I'm sure it's we'll, what. Right. You know, it's uh, so much more to that movie too. You should, uh, you know, depending on where Woody Allen stands at a certain point, you should watch that. But my thing is, is that we're talking about our favorite movies. We're talking about, we're, you know, waxing nostalgic about his view of New York and uh, or his how he sees New York and how he has made us see New York. Woody Allen is a cultural icon, just his personality alone. Woody Allen is something that is hard for people to give up. And that's what I think. You know, there are a lot of people out there who they are trying to rationalize Woody Allen for themselves right now. But I would tell you this much. If anything came out with Woody Allen that said that he was the the, the, the creep in the, the rapist that they are accusing him to be i will drop all this shit today man because i would just not feel comfortable being able to watch it and that's why that's where i stand on that we don't know because as you said is the the family split there are details out there that we don't know if they're true or not so if i don't know for sure i'm not going to make a judgment but the moment i know for sure it's like i'm done yeah and i think that's fair right i think we all engage with problematic people to an extent i think i've used this example before it's like i love miles davis he's one of the greatest fucking jazz musicians ever i'm not into beating my wife you know what i'm saying you can like there are these things that you sort of tacitly endorse whether you mean to or not i think pedophilia is like a bridge too far for most of us as it should be i i agree with you i would say woody allen and spike lee are the two biggest like directors for what it means uh for new york uh, in cinema, the aesthetic of it, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like, I understand being very emotionally attached to that. I understand being emotionally attached as a Tim, as a writer, I guess what's interesting to me though, here is that, is this documentary going to sway any minds or going to have people come out protecting him? Because it seems like the cultural moment has been to fuck it. Everyone's canceling him, right? We have yeah, how many right. of his former actors and actresses have come out, you know, you've had like Tim Chalamet and Greta Gerwig and Kate Winslet and all these people who have come out subsequently who have said, Hey, like I regret doing this after the fact, despite there not being any evidence, you know what I'm saying? But despite there being all these conflicting reports about it. So I guess my real question is this, I'll never forget how much people were angry at me for the finding Neverland or leaving Neverland, <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson trailer. 
and, and when I watched that and how I felt about it, which is like, look, I'm not saying that this is should be used in a court of law or to prosecute anybody. But what I think it does is it lets the victims tell their stories and then you're left to believe whether you believe them or not. Uh, people defended Michael Jackson real hard and said, no way. Uh, do you think there's going to be any kind of that for for Woody Allen, or do you think like it's it the the die's already cast for him? Man, it's the, you know I'm glad you brought up uh, Finding Neverland. Yeah. It's like hanging out with a friend that's more your age. Just kid things. They were just doing kid things. He just came across as a loving, caring, kind soul. It was easy to believe that he was just that. You know, the, this is what happens because I think. It's it, when I look at these situations with these these celebrities, these icons. It's frustrating. It's infuriating in certain aspects because I think you have what we see as a problem in everything. Now we're starting to see it with politics and a lot of stuff, man. Uh, who gets a pass depends on how popular they are, how how much they're beloved by people, how much they, you know, how, how, how much of a cult of personality that they are. You know, when we watched that Russell Simmons documentary, man, uh, that kind of, like we said, I, it's hard not to look at this and think that uh, celebrity, our lack of it, uh, color, you know, being a woman, it's hard to think that some of that doesn't play into that because Russell Simmons is probably not as big of an icon as Michael Jackson. And unlike Michael Jackson, he is black. You know, he's straight up black. He's a hip hop guy. You know, he's a hip hop mogul out there. He's, you know, he's a, he's got progressive thoughts, but he's a hip hop mogul. But the narrative of this story is also being done by a, a black woman. So because you have this black woman here, it's kind of, everybody kind of pushes it aside. And because it's Russell Simmons and Russell Simmons is not as widely known as Michael Jack. I mean, people know, him. don't get me wrong, but you know, Michael Jackson is, you know, he's he's practically a god to people. Russell Simmons is Russell Simmons is a celebrity, but not Michael Jackson level of of, recon, of of being recognized. So I think it was easy to kind of say like, yeah, he did it and also let's just forget about this. You know, nobody talked about this after. Nobody said anything. People are still talking about the Michael Jackson documentary because Everybody wants to defend Michael Jackson in this. And if you don't defend Michael, ja well, it's two things. Either you want to defend Michael Jackson or you want to just accuse him at that moment. And the whole thing that I said with this is that I kind of treat it like Woody Allen. It's like, man, you pe people just don't want to say, I don't know. I, you know, I'd come and tell you right now with Michael Jackson, I don't know. You know, but because it's Michael Jackson, people want to see him be brought down. Our people want to defend him completely. And I think that that's a big problem, especially with the defense of somebody, because in the defense of Michael Jackson, what they did was they turned against the accusers immediately. Well, I said, man, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know them, man. Maybe they have a point. Maybe they don't. But then you had Dave Chappelle come out and just, you know, make jokes about pedophilia. And by the way, he got made. He made jokes about pedophilia and got away with it because they were in reference to Michael Jackson. You understand what I'm saying? People gave that motherfucker a pass. If anybody, you got people who are getting their careers torn down because they made jokes about pedophilia. They tried to bring James Gunn down, but fucking Dave Chappelle makes a joke about pedophilia. I'm not even saying he, I'm offended. I'm just saying that people gave him a pass because one, it was in reference to Michael Jackson and he talked about how I don't believe those motherfuckers. Fuck them, you know? And it's just like, all right, that's your opinion. That's fine. But, you know, it, is, it, is it too much to say that 
hey, we don't know when maybe they have a point, maybe they don't, because I have my suspicions of them too, but I'm not ready to say that they're right or wrong. I'm not, I just don't fucking know, and people get mad at you more than anything if you say that. But I think there's this whole celebrity status around everything that really makes things uh, weird and creepy and give people a pass on stuff. People have done that with Woody Allen, they've done that with Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I think it's it's human nature that like, here's the thing, Michael Jackson wrote some of the most beautiful fucking songs ever. And so you're like, you don't want to reconcile the fact that someone could write something so fucking great and also do something so terrible. It's the same thing with Woody Allen. You, you, Some of those monologues, some of those fucking movies are so goddamn amazing the way they're written and the choices that are made and the humanity that shines through them that you don't want to believe for a second that the guy who made that is also capable of doing, in my opinion, the worst fucking thing you can do. Uh, so it's, I understand being conflicted by it but it's still it's like the michael jackson thing there was such a fervor and what it did was the worst impulses of blaming victims not listening to them and that's all i ever asked for not saying hey he did it and he should be fucking put in jail in his in his coffin or whatever no just that like we should be able to listen to people and then make up our own minds and not vilify people who are just trying to do that. Um, the Russell Simmons one, I agree. There wasn't as much emotion attached to that. Yeah. But when it's these beloved figures whose people whose art that we engage with and so many people, like you said, name a fucking filmmaker in the last 20, 30 years. They're going to say Woody Allen is one of their inspirations because how yeah. how can not? Uh, it's really hard to engage with that kind of stuff and to be honest about it, you know, and I see all this stuff about, he's like, Oh, he, he married his adopted daughter and stuff like that. But like, I thought that it was much earlier apparently. And apparently they didn't really talk to each other until they were like 17 again, grody and disgusting. Not saying that that's cool. What I'm saying is that there's a difference between raising a little girl from seven years old, grooming her up until she's like an adult and then uh engaging in that kind of uh behavior so what i don't know what i'm saying is i think woody allen's probably a fucking freak that's the truth i don't know if he did anything illegal and i think that's the weird thing where it seems like people have already said for sure hey he's guilty yeah i think what you know looking at different things i don't want to go into the cases too much because if i had any personal opinions like i said i really don't know what woody allen that's you know as far as i said that's his business michael jackson i lean towards michael jackson because michael jackson was uh you know, he was he was put to the ringer, man, and people found nothing on the guy. So it's really, you know, I, I, I have to go with what I have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that, you know, do I believe these these guys? I'll be honest with you. No, because at this point I lean towards Michael Jackson, not because I love him, but because they they did a lot of shit. Unless there's a cover up or something, they did a lot of shit to pin this guy down and they found nothing. So I don't know. You know, I got to go with what I have. But the bigger issue here is that you got this documentary being made about Woody Allen. The problem I have with everything that's going on with Woody Allen right now is what I have with Hollywood in general mm-hmm. is what I have with uh, everything right now is where people they've they're, they're, they they commit to something and either they commit to it to a fault or they're just ready to distance themselves when it's fucking convenient. I don't give a fuck about any of these people talking about, man, Hollywood, you know, uh, Woody Allen, he Woody Allen, man, uh, that, guy's, that guy's crazy. No, I distance myself from him. I, I'm, I regret every working for that guy. Fuck you. No, you don't. No, you don't. What it is is that you thought he was a fucking genius. You had a job. You got paid to do it. And you just like every other people, every other asshole in Hollywood where it's like, all right, now that the heat is on, all of a sudden it's time to like, yeah, that guy man am i right you know no man um they pull this in hollywood all the time i'm not defending woody allen i'm just saying that it's still up in the air what's going on with him maybe they know something we don't but if they did know something they still fucking worked with him 
These are some of these people. Uh, uh, these are the same people who work with fucking Roman Polanski if they had a chance. And that dude's a straight up rapist. I I can't stand that shit with them, man. You know, Hollywood, that's the thing about it. Everybody wants to make documentaries and everybody wants to talk about how much they care and how much they and, and how they're uh, against crimes against women and children, uh, you know, until until they've run into a genius, until they're hired to do a job, until somebody's looked at as a legend. All these fuckers in Hollywood clapping for goddamn Roman Polanski, man. You know, that's a whole, that's a whole room of people. Fuck them all, man. Fuck all of them. You know, everybody's, that's the problem. Everybody wants to look at Jack Nicholson. Everybody's loving Nicolas Cage today. Everybody's talking about Martin Scorsese. Oh my God, what a genius. These motherfuckers, they, they, they enabled they fucking just, you know, they sat up there and loved a rapist, man. And that's why I don't fucking deal with these people. I can, and, there's a, and believe me, I wouldn't go out there and get on my fucking soapbox and, you know, be righteous and go up to every person's face and say, fuck you, you're a bad person. I could, like, probably talk to some of these people and be very civil. But I think that a lot of these people are full of shit. And now that they want to talk about a documentary, oh, now that all these details are coming out, oh, I really regret working with that guy. I don't fucking believe you. I don't believe you at all. Fuck you. That's, I think to your that's, point, like Kate, Kate Winslet specifically, who did a movie with fucking Roman Polanski and did a movie with Woody Allen and didn't seem to have a problem with it all. I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the weird thing about it, too, again, is like there is no actual proof like the Roman Polanski thing makes sense. He admitted it and then yeah. fled the fucking country. That's that makes sense to me. Like, all right, everyone, we agree. He fucked an underage. Like, that's terrible. All right. Canceled. There isn't that same uh, proof against Woody Allen. There isn't that same proof against Michael Jackson. Yet people talk with these, you know, broad strokes that mm-hmm. are fucking written in ink, dude. Like they know for a fact what happened. And I think it's insane. And it shows like Hollywood doesn't give a shit at all. Like it really is about like, I, look, there is a plurality here. There's there are two things happening, which is, yes, the Me Too movement is having an upside. And it's great that women are not the same victims that they once were. But it also shows that they were complicit and didn't really give a shit because the top one percent of actresses, they still got to work with anyone they wanted and called it a, uh, you know, a career boost for them. They weren't mad about working with Polanski. They weren't mad about working with any of these problematic people because it boosted their career. Only until now, when the atmosphere changes, do they suddenly have an about face. Yeah, I, 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 I would tell all of them. I would say it in the nicest way I can. You know, I would not be like, bitch, fuck you. You're phony. No, I'll be like, you know what? I get it. You're working. You have to do what you got to do. But personally, I think you're full of shit. I don't think you give a fuck about women as much as you say you do. I don't think you care about children as much as you say you do. And that's the way it is with everything with me. And I'm just telling you where I come from, because the thing is, this Hollywood is just as political as anything else, man. You're not supposed to talk about these things that people love. You're not supposed to like they're not people. They're not gods. They're just motherfuckers with more money than you got. And, you know, that, and that's the way we treat them. I would tell you anybody, that's what's wrong with, with, with everything today. Politics, you know, it's, it's happening with that. Uh, you, you know, people are uh, uh, teaming up with whatever, like, fit suits their uh, uh, agenda. You know, it's a, it's a, I, I don't trust actors and politicians as much as, as much as anybody else. I love Obama. I do. I don't trust that motherfucker because he's a politician. You know, <laughs> I just I just don't uh, support the troops. You're never supposed to say anything uh, against the troops because they put their lives out there. If you ever criticize the military, people treat it like you're actually fucking fighting the troops. You know, they put these things out there where we're not supposed to criticize them because they're larger than life or they've been sold to us a certain way. And you got to look through the bullshit. And this whole thing with Woody Allen. Yes, Woody Allen is probably the creepiest motherfucker out there. I don't I'm not holding a blind eye to that. Not at all. Not at all. 
But take the fucking spotlight off of him for a second and shine in on all these motherfuckers that probably knew for years if something was if something really is going down with uh, Woody Allen, I guarantee you they knew. A majority of people knew. They just didn't care because they wanted to work with a genius and they wanted to get paid. That's what they all fucking do in Hollywood. Don't you ever believe any of these people, man? I'm just telling you. No, it's. I mean, here's kind of my final thought on this, which is like, it seemed like Leaving Neverland had a had a take. You know, it it did what it wanted to do, and it had a side. Um, on the record, seemed to do that as well. I, I'm interested to see what angle it takes. Um, I did mention that there's like family fights and schisms and stuff like that. Moses Pharaoh and one of the other children whose name I'm blanking on have said that Mia Pharaoh was abusive and manipulative and and fed the story to Dylan. And it's all the shit. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to take the heat off of him. What I'm saying is it seems like it was a real cataclysmic fuck up yeah. for everybody. Everyone was doing bad shit at that time. And I'm fascinated by that story about a family that's mostly being broken apart. I hope, I don't think they're going to have some smoking gun. That's like, Oh, he's guilty. And here's, here's, here it is. But I think it's going to give you a better insight into like what happens when a family hits this trauma and it just splinters and things go really, really bad for everybody. You know, I wonder yeah. if it changes any public opinions at all. Leo Slayer asked me a question. Are you not fucking listening to what I'm saying? How do you know that Hollywood knew? Harvey Weinstein, people warned the pe people warned actresses about Harvey Weinstein for years. Mm -hmm. There's videos out there where uh, uh, Courtney Love is saying, "Don't go to a party with Harvey Weinstein." We got Dude, a, there was an Oscar joke where they 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 made that whole bit like, "Don't let your actresses get near Harvey Weinstein." Yeah. And the whole room laughed, no problem. There's a Family Guy joke about Kevin Spacey. Year, like 14 years before Kevin Spacey was called out for grabbing dicks. You got a room full of people clapping for a guy that admitted that he that was convicted of rape and fled. How the fuck you gonna ask me how do they, how do they know? Does this guy not been fucking listening to me? <laughs> I'll just put examples out there. Because as big as a town as Hollywood is, it's not that big. That's the fucking truth. Like everybody knows everybody. If there's a secret, it gets out. That's like how there were all these whispers about Brian Singer before that shit finally came to pass as well. You hear about all the behavior and it's only when there's enough momentum that you can get enough people to hear that you it becomes this mass thing. But let's not yeah. kid ourselves that people aren't in the know. Yeah, people get out of here. They know. They've been knowing. And that's why I say the, it's problematic. Yes, people call out the Cosbys, the Weinsteins, the, 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 the Spaceys, the Polanskis, but also shine a light on the fucking room, man, on everybody that enabled this shit. Because that's, that's where the problem comes in because everybody, once everybody uh, starts, once it's safe, once it's convenient to come out and say, okay, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm I, I'm against the mistreatment of women and rape. Of course, I'm against uh, raping of women. Of course, I'm against uh, child molestation and, and pedophilia. Then why were you in a fucking room clapping for these motherfuckers? Then, you know, the evidence is right there. You know, it's not. And and and, and but the thing is, we and we are complicit too, because some people they weren't talking about michael jackson it's like like look i told you i'm more on michael jackson's side because they found nothing on the guy but a lot of people on, on michael jackson's side not because of any evidence or lack of evidence that was out there they just don't want their fucking music to be taken away from them they want to be able to listen to the fucking music guilt-free so everybody's complicit in this shit i mean come on you know it's it, 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 we gotta all learn to like look past the shit and quit being selfish and call bullshit for what it is do we really care about children or do we just want to keep our entertainment and distractions i mean come on
Look, it's not a apples to apples comparison, but I, I, for some reason, when you were saying that, it made me think of Ray Fisher, right? Because it's like you're talking about it be, when, when it becomes fashionable, when it becomes safe to come out and speak out against power. Uh, that's when people do it. And the whole time Ray Fisher's been talking, I have found myself teetering between these two extremes, which is like mm-hmm. good for him. And also shut the fuck up, like do something pro- like produce some evidence or something. And that's inherently why it's so risky, right? Because when people yeah. do try to speak out and say the right thing, they're fucking vilified. I think I'm on the right side of the issue and I still find myself vilifying the guy. And <laughs> it takes a lot of courage when you're not the, the, the you know, the, the power pole position to do something like that. Yeah, and I'm not even telling people Look, I don't have any judgments on people either. You do what you want to do. You got to live with your conscience. I'll have my opinions of you. Maybe I'll keep it to myself. Maybe I won't. But I'm not, you know, all I can do is say for myself what I feel comfortable and feel and don't feel comfortable doing. And I'm not 100% innocent myself of this. So I'm not better than anybody else. But I will say that there are certain things where I'm just not comfortable doing stuff, man. I'm not, I don't watch any Roman Polanski movies. This is one of the times that I put my foot down and say, no one's going to talk about it on my fucking property. You're not going to talk about it on double toasted at all because I'm not promoting that fucking guy. You know, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm being a dictator, but you're not doing it. And I'll, you know, at the same time, I don't want to I don't want to have to. But my favorite Woody Allen movies, if the if, if it really comes down to it, I'm ready to let that shit go, man. You know, I'm not I'm not I just, you know, I I because I, I, I just don't feel comfortable. So, you know, that's what it comes down to. I think there's basically to wrap it up. There is a problem, a bigger problem in just pointing your finger at the accuser because chances are there's a bunch of people behind that maybe not to the same degree but nothing's going to get solved if you don't point your finger at the enablers too because a lot of these people are guilty of propping that person up and allowing them to do what they do harvey weinstein is a perfect example of that these fucking poor women they were raped not mainly because of harvey weinstein harvey weinstein did it he's the guilty one but there's a lot of people that coddled and enabled this man to be the monster that he is and that's a bigger problem that we still don't address today yeah how many people's silence led to more horrific things happening you know yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, people, you know what? That was heavy. That's why I wanted to do that first. <laughs> I thought you were going to save that for the last part of the show. I was like, that's too heavy for, for start off, you know? Nah, that's too heavy, man. <laughs> you know, I was like, I want to leave on a good note today. So I put that first. I've, you know, I've got everybody in a bad mood. Now we can slowly work to like cheering people up, man. Ah, uh, you right. know what? You know, hey, hey, here's something that make people happy. You know, everybody loves Dracula and Frankenstein. Those are some happy, fun characters right there. <laughs> it's a perfect night for mystery and horror. The air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night. Oh, look at that smooth man right there. Look at that pimp coat and that, <laughs> and that cape he got on right there. Oh, my man Dracula, one of the most famous, well, one of the most famous monsters, literary icons that that man got his own cereal out there. <laughs> uh, they turned, they turned him black and made him a, uh, gave him a chocolate ass cereal. What is it? Count chocolate out there. The man is, he is, he, to, to be what is considered a monster. This man has brought excitement and has delighted people of all ages of all generations throughout time 
Only, you know, there's only one crowd out there that's really not into him, man. You know, he hasn't really tackled the country crowd yet. You know, <laughs> well, be yeah. careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, be careful, man. He might, he might. I heard that uh, that he might be working on a on a country album sometime soon, Dracula. You know, just to have some cross appeal, try some different things. You know, not repeat, not repeat doing what he's doing. Uh, but before that, got to get used to the lifestyle. Heard my man's about to trade in that pimp cape and that suit for a cowboy hat. Some boots, maybe a horse. I love this picture right here. Like, hey, watch, watch what the fuck you pointing that thing, man. <laughs> hey, I'm going to shop me, bitch. Yeah, people. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Dracula. <laughs> that cracks me up because I hope they fucking play it just like that. Like, it's just a straight up white hat John Ford fucking Western, and it just happens to have Dracula. <laughs> I hope it is. Howdy, partner. <laughs> he has like a talking horse and shit just to make it real can't be inappropriate <laughs> comes into town riding a bat and shit <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah people the next version of dracula that we're going to get is probably going to be a little crazy now we did see the universal monsters they got a little crazy at one point monsters. uh they tried to make they tried to make them superheroes at the time they tried to make them the the, the the dark avengers the supernatural avengers out there did not work out too well for what they call the dark universe so they said fuck it you know what it didn't work making them superheroes let's make them western stars let's make them cowboys <laughs> or at least dracula uh you want to tell us more about what's going on with this concept yeah, I mean, look, so as you know, the Dark Universe was announced a couple of years ago and they had an all-star cast, John Depp and Russell Crowe and all those fucking people. And it flamed out very quickly, sadly, um, <laughs> or or happily, who knows, because what it ended up doing was forcing Universal to kind of reboot and think about how they wanted to tell these yeah. iconic characters. You and I have talked about this. I fucking adore the Universal monsters. I think that Frank, Boris Karloff, Frankenstein and Bela Lugosi Dracula are two of the best things we've ever done. Um, I mean, as humanity has ever done. So I'm really excited that they're re retackling this. We got a, I think, a really interesting uh, take on the Invisible Man just last year. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the Invisible Man. You know, I, I, I wasn't uh, crazy about the movie as many other people were, but that didn't mean I didn't like it, and I definitely did have appreciation for it. Being in that chair. giant golf ball is waiting on you <laughs> you know i did appreciate this because i mean look maybe i wasn't 100 with the execution of it but i i thought it was way more sincere instead of them trying to do some take on fucking marvel you know <laughs> trying to use that model yeah, they just you know they weren't really sticking to their own vision i don't, I don't think i love yeah, I, I I, conceptually i thought maybe it could have worked under different leadership but nah, nah, not the way they did it yeah, conceptually, I was never high on the Dark Universe just because it seemed to be taking the opposite approach of what the DNA of those films are, right? At the best, what they really are are these allegories and metaphors yeah. that they get to tell through a different prism. I've always liked The Wolfman because The Wolfman's about alcoholism. You know what I'm saying? It's about blacking out and becoming some other person. That speaks to me a lot, all right? Wouldn't that be uh, Dr. But, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like you drinking some shit and you just go out and act a fool? 
Yeah, no, I mean, it happens all the time, right? It's it's any of that schism. It's when the light changes or whatever. And I've really appreciated that. Dracula with Bella Lugosi was about the fear of like xenophobia mm-hmm. and immigrants coming over and shit like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I thought what was interesting about The Invisible Man, I agree with you. I mean, not like a nine out of 10 for me, but I solid six, seven. I liked the movie, you know, for what it was, mostly because it, it did what those great films did, which was take the concept of this and put it through the prism where we can actually tell a story that, that is, uh, has resonant themes. You know, like gaslighting women, like the way that we kind of look at women and how we were able to brush aside their mental health. A lot of that stuff worked really effectively in that film. Not the greatest movie, but pretty good. Yeah. And it made me excited because then they uh, they greenlit Lay Winnell, the same director, is going to do the uh, Ryan Gosling Wolfman movie, yeah. which there's no details on yet. But still, the idea is like, OK, it seems like he understands what the DNA of these horror films are. I'm excited about that. Uh, and then we got today's announcement or yesterday's announcement, rather, which is uh, a really talented director, Chloe Zhao. She uh, is doing that. She did that Nomadland movie that's coming out that I'm sure is going to get nominated for every award and give McDormand another Oscar. She's uh, been tapped to do a new Dracula, but this ain't your Bella Lugosi Dracula. It's going to be a sci fi Western I don't know how to feel about it because it seems a little incongruous, <laughs> but at the same time, it, it seems interesting because what she said is that she wanted to do something about um, being on the fringes of society. And I think it's interesting if you want to do a sci-fi and Western, you know, Westerns are interesting because they're of a time that no longer exists. You know, mm-hmm. my my favorite Westerns are the ones where the railroads come at the end because it's, it signifies the end of the cowboy. Right. Like there's something pretty about that where the cowboy keeps moving on ever west. Yeah. Sci-fi is all speculative. So my point is this, that like that's not a bad prism to put uh, Dracula in. Dracula ultimately is like a very lonely character. Uh, yeah. And so I could see the potential with it, but it does seem super out of left field. Um, my last thing before I turn this back over to you is that her next film is already lined up. She's doing Marvel's Eternals, which is going to show what she can do with a big budget. I'm really, really excited about that. <laughs> Uh, but I just wonder what you think. Is this is this a very interesting turn or do you do you believe in her directorial pedigree enough that you're like, let her do whatever she wants? You know, I should have looked this up before before the show, because I don't think let me see here. I'm going to look up something here. Maybe not to the roaring success of uh, of, a, you know, a, a universal movie or, or a Marvel movie. Uh, but they, they, you know, they've done vampire westerns before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even a movie. I'm looking this up because I, I, I don't remember what this is about. I don't think I ever saw it. But there was a movie called Cowboys and Vampires. Oh God, really? Yeah, I was just, thinking of the Catherine Bigelow one that was like a vampire western. You know what I'm talking that, about? No, you know what? Yeah, uh, Near Dark. Yeah, Near Dark. Yeah, that one. Which mm-hmm. has the 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 feel of a western for sure. But you know, uh. You know, uh, uh, cross uh, combining or you know uh, bending genres and whatever you know uh, uh, doing mashups with genres. It's not anything new. They've actually done this before with uh, you know werewolves and vampires in the West. Jeb Thornton making westerns, <laughs> doing television. So you're looking to buy a new truck, driving nice cars, meeting beautiful women. I guess that's the common perception of most movie stars, but your career has been different. That's right. People think it's a cakewalk, but in reality, it is constant pressure. Johnny, Dust, you gotta Johnny. keep moving. You gotta keep changing. And some—that's more of a modern West. I'm trying to see what the fucking vampires come in, man. 
I ain't seen no vampires yet. Let me see. Oh, here we go. It was dark. You forget about those cowboys. The white hats. This has to be more even more sexy. So, yeah, I just, you know, they've played with this concept before with some things. Yeah. You know, there's even comic books out there like that and whatnot. You know, maybe this will be something where, as you say, you know, maybe they'll take a little bit more seriously. Maybe they'll have something, you know, more. I know it's something that is speaking to history and I don't know uh, uh, the uh, how they went in and uh, I don't know, colonized the West in a way, you know, I don't. And who knows what will happen with this, man? I, all I know is that, you know, it's uh, with what Universal is doing right now, trying to stay away from what they did before. And they're bringing in directors now who have their own visions on these and not trying to connect these in a Marvel way. That's the biggest thing. You know, give these, I don't think each, each one of these has to have like a big social statement too. I think they just have to have vision. They have to have a story. And this director seems like she, they're bringing her in where she does have a unique vision. She's not doing this because, hey man, wouldn't it be fun to make some fucking fanboy film where you got <laughs> you know vampires shooting guns and uh, fighting werewolves in the West? No, she seems like she's coming from roots where she's taking things a little more, you know, she's more, she, she's proven herself as a dramatic director, you know, and I want to see what she brings with that experience to like Marvel and what she brings to something like a horror thing like, uh, you know, Dracula in the West because you mentioned she did that movie. What was it? Uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, there's Nomadland and no, there's The Writer. She did The Writer before that. Nomadland. That's one that's coming up that's getting a lot of Oscar hype right now. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. You know, it's, it's really cool to see when they actually choose a director because they see some sort of talent in them to come in and bring, I don't know, whether it's like humor or drama or whatever to something that they want to bring that to uh, more of a genre type film. So that's cool that they can do that, man. And uh, like I said, man, they've already taken a big step away from... Uh, uh, you know, from from messing up this whole uh, relaunch or reboot of the of the uh, Universal Monsters by just again doing what DC did. Their Universal was pulling exactly what DC did. They tried to do that Marvel shit. They tried to connect the universe, and it didn't work. What did they do? They just started making these standalone movies where they brought in directors with a vision, and that was yeah. that. As much as you can at a studio, you know, and I think that you know this is this is cool that. They want to do that with these uh these these films here, especially with uh you know doing Dracula as a as a western. Having you know at least on a big budget level, we haven't seen that done. Yeah, and I'm excited again just because she could have done anything she wanted. I honestly think she's gonna win an Oscar from what I'm kind of hearing, either that or Regina King, because that movie's fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of those things where it's like she could have done anything she wants. She has a giant like Marvel seems almost. I don't want to say flop proof at this point, but it's damn near close. Right. So it's like, she's going to get goodwill off of that as well. And she could do anything she wants. She chose to do this because she said it was so congruous with her vision of the stuff. She's, she compared this more to nomad land than it would be eternals, which I wonder if you're universal, if you're like, Oh shit, that's not why we're hiring you. Or if it's precisely why they're hiring her, because again, if you're trying to tap into the isolation of what Dracula has to be, someone who Mm -hmm. like never dies. And like, even when he loves people, he's cursed with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I saw that Nomad trailer or Nomad Lands trailer. It's like the saddest fucking isolated solitude trailer I've seen in a long time. So it seems like she's nailed that. Really, really excited about it, you know? And I think um, in terms of 
you know, you showed movie examples and stuff like that, but I would say it's not necessarily cowboys, but certainly a Western, like from dust till dawn, by the way, I think it slept on all the time for what it did careening between those two kind of tones between Western and vampire yeah. horror film. You know, I, I, that's, I wasn't crazy about, and I'll be honest with you. I was not, I was not crazy about, uh, from dust till dawn. I know you gave me the trailer for it, but I did appreciate that. Like you said, man, that it did have, uh, it did have this Western feel to it in a way. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're on the borderlands. Uh, I love that the movie turned into some shit that you didn't know before. Like I guess I didn't like the movie a whole lot. I'll be honest. With you, I'm not really crazy about that movie at all, but you know, from where you're coming from, I do have appreciation for it. One hell of a night. We might be in trouble. There are a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. No. Their only chance is to fight back. You know, it's a, I could definitely see. Well, I hope it doesn't have that tone. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want that tone. But I guess I brought that up more for the mixture of what you want to do in terms of tone. And it's a comic book. I think Mr. Yasman already called me out on this, by the way. Um, but Stephen King and Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder, I think, is one of the best writers in DC Comics right now. They did something called American Vampire, which kind of went back to tell the origins of the of the vampire in America. Like and it starts back in the old West and stuff like that. And it goes all the way through. I think there in 1976 right now or something it's still ongoing um but that's what i think that they would want to try to do with it is take something a little bit more talking about the origins of america and then and then sprinkling in some of that kind of xenophobic uh bella lugosi themes that they had from the yeah. original yeah yeah damn it i heard myself back there I was like yeah and i heard it just echo the three <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an authoritative yeah well, I tell you, the whole Western thing is appealing to me. You know, this whole thing about setting up this, this lonely, this lonely uh, figure going through the West who's cursed. I think that that's a cool thing. And as you said, you could even see something like that uh, just with the cinematography alone with uh, Nomadland. You know, there's a lot of uh, Western vistas in there. So I can see the Western part being completely down, man. I have to say it's the sci-fi that has me a little worried. Because well, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, what's your biggest potential pitfall there? Well, I think when you start, when you say sci-fi with Western, you start to cross over into steampunk kind of territory. Sure. And and when I think about that, I start thinking about uh, movies that have played around in this area and were not so good. Uh, you might remember this one right here. His name is Van Helsing. Some say you're a holy man. Others say you're a murderer. Which is it? It's a bit of both. He has come to a forbidden land to battle enemies that are legend. You know, they're doing the Wolfman. They got Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster in there. They definitely got Dracula up in there. And, you know, this is where they pulled out the whole steampunk thing to like make it fit during this time period. And... If it was just if we, if we were talking about this current movie just being a vampire western, then I might be all right. That's kind of cool. But when they start talking about bringing sci-fi in, that's where it's like, I, look, I'm not going to sit up here and try to overanalyze or criticize something that I don't even know what it's about yet. I haven't seen it. Sure. I'm just saying I think that when you start to bring in sci-fi, then you start to get in that outrageous level where it it's, it might start to detract from or you know pull attention away from some of the more the, like the themes that we were just talking about. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, 
I, if I'm a betting man, I think it's going to be interesting because I think what she means by sci-fi is it's going to be like in a future, but a, a, like a Western inherently, at least the way I feel about it, has to be in these desolate landscapes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've seen other Westerns and like genre bent, uh, fusions and stuff like that where they can take it out of that. But mm-hmm. there's something about like these uh, Sergio Leone where you get these extreme close-ups and then these giant wide shots, right? And you see the vistas and stuff like that. And you see yeah. how alone everyone is. I would be really interested if she did something set like in the future, future, future. But like after technology's failed us, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like so and we're, just we've saying, gone back to the dirt, you know, I got you. So you're just saying that it has the tone and feel of a Western, not not Western in the literal sense. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably what they're going to have to kind of do with it. Um, and I think that she's going to do fine. I mean, everything I've seen from her seems that she understands how to get that tone. I'm like you. It's like whenever you start bending too many of these genres, like it gets a little spooky mm-hmm. to get all the flavors right. Um, but I think she's going to focus on what she's good at. And then I think what more than anything is like this is my hope. Don't make this like an action film. Like it doesn't need to be an action film. I didn't feel like the Invisible Man was an action film either. Um, you know, Dracula's. You want to do a character study, and I think that she's a great director for that. Now, whether that means there's any mass appeal or like box office potential, I have no fucking clue. But I do think like they couldn't have picked a more interesting director right now. Who, like I said, is going to get nominated for best director. Um, it has a $200 million movie coming out next year. Uh, it, it seems like she can do anything she wants and she's choosing to do this. And Universal, likewise, is choosing to double down on her vision. That's super exciting to me. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, de- look, definitely sounds like they're going in a better direction to deal with that dark bullshit. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Not very hard. Not very we'll hard see. to do. Yeah, like you say, even the Ryan Gosling Wolfman sounds promising, man. So we'll yeah. see. All right. Uh... Well, it can't be any more ridiculous than uh, fucking Little Yachty in a Uno movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this picture last night and we were talking about it. it looked like he just ate a deck of Uno cards right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uno starring his teeth. Yeah, people, we have Little Yachty who is going to be in Uno, the movie. Now, they were already talking about doing something with Uno. It was said that, uh, let me see if I can find the article over here. It is said that, who doesn't want an Uno show? This is from Vulture. It was, they're going to do a show where I think it's like a game show where you can win $100,000 just playing Uno. Anybody can do that. Anybody can put a deck of cards down on a table and put a camera up and have you f- filming people just sitting up there playing Uno all day. Boring is what I say. You know, let's make this a... Let's get a rapper and turn this into a ghetto heist movie. Now that, now we're talking, you know. <laughs> Not everybody does that. And that's exactly what it seems like they're going to be doing with this, at least according to Little Yachty, who has been rumored, or at least reported now, not even rumored, to be, I guess, the star in Uno, the movie. He said, I played Uno as a kid and still do today. So to spin that into a movie based on the Atlanta hip-hop scene I came out of is really special. It hits close to home for me. You know, back when he was in the hood in Atlanta doing heist and everything with a deck of Uno cards on him. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we'll see how this goes. But what are your opinions on this? My opinions. OK, um, what, what is there any valid opinion on whatever this is? I don't know if this is like a death note or death rattle for Hollywood. We've been saying for years we have no creativity. We don't pick original films anymore. Mm-hmm. We make too many sequels. Give me more sequels. I don't need a Nuno film. And I got to tell you, when I read that quote, it did pique my interest in the same way that I like to look look for car crashes when you hear tires screeching. Uh, it's just like I like I was like, I played this as a kid and I still do. Therefore, who else but me? 
can do this fucking movie. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm looking at it where it's like, look, uh, it's not going to really resemble anything akin to the, the game. The game does not set itself up for any kind of extradition, uh, extraditional, uh, adaptation. When we talk about stuff like fucking battleship, which was not a good movie, yeah. But when we talk about it, we understand inherently why that works as something you can't adapt. It's like you're using your imagination. It's naval battles, blah, 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 blah. This doesn't have that battleship potential. What do you think 50 can do or 500,000? Bro, I'm gonna tell you something. Battleship didn't have that fucking potential. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was. Re- I tried to be with you. that shit is ridiculous, man. You know they tried to force. Like, listen, it's a game based on ships in the navy where you're trying to sink the other person's ship. They came in and said, "There's aliens out there who are making coordinates and coordinated attacks on our on our on our armies and navies." And I was just like, okay, y'all really forcing this shit right now. You know, not to say that. Listen, it's when you again force these things to be bigger than what they are. Battleship, if you had made that as a war movie and left it at that, maybe. Those motherfuckers had to bring in aliens with fucking razor balls and shit. You know, it's like, okay, come on. Now, to show you, I will say that anything can be done if you actually appeal to the natural nature of the property. That is why we had a board game that worked as a movie years ago. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Now, at the end of this, one of these motherfuckers was an alien robot or something. You know, that would be ridiculous. But that is Clue. Clue did what the game did. The board game. It's like somebody got murdered and everybody was a suspect and they had to find out find out who it was. Uh, I, you know, okay, full disclosure, I've never seen Clue. But I heard it's fun. Oh, God, dude. Clue's actually really great. You should watch Clue. Yeah, I, you know what? It's one of the things that I am going to watch one day. Maybe I'll do it uh, uh, during a watch party because I have never seen this movie before. And I hear people say it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's 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 really funny. It's it's also kind of timeless. Like I watched it a year ago or something, and I was surprised at how funny it was. But like you said, that makes sense, right? Clue is a mystery game, therefore you can make a mystery movie and you can imbue it with all the silly little hijinks you want. But that doesn't take away from the DNA of what it is, right? Battleship, yeah. I agree. If it was like that Tom Hanks Greyhound movie, like probably works a lot better than as a Transformers <laughs> fucking remake, you know? Well, let me ask you a question. Sure. Because I'm on the fence on this one. I don't think it's happening anymore, so this might be a moot point, but years ago, you might remember this. Do you remember when they were talking about Ridley Scott doing a Monopoly movie? Oh, yeah, I remember it, but then it never happened, right? No, like, thank God it never happened. Probably. But you know, but yeah. just let's say that they were, today, they gave the green light and it was up again. Sounds ridiculous. Well, maybe with Ridley Scott's name attached to it. You know, maybe if it had been some other director, but even with, let's just say Ridley Scott attached to it. He makes a movie about real estate, some exciting, you know, I, I don't know, uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street type movie about, about real estate. Do you think that maybe that could have worked? 
I mean, maybe I feel like the problem with Monopoly is that how do you make that movie and not eventually have to talk about like gentrification and like all the horrible shit that comes along with with like yeah. mass producing stuff. Maybe so there, I think, again, that's interesting, though, right? Like you could see like a big short type sort of like over wielding uh, bird's eye view movie, something like that. But I'm not trying to be shitty. Like Monopoly still has makes more sense to me as a film than Uno does. Yeah. Like I don't see the Uno like especially when he said like, oh, to, to spin it into a based on the Atlanta hip hop stuff. And I'm like, look, admittedly, I'm not from Atlanta. All right. But I don't know like how much currency Uno cards is in the Atlanta hip hop community. Yeah, If you're going to make a a card movie about the hip hop community, make it spades the movie. Negroes love spades. (laughs) You know, we (laughs) now that I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, racial, racial, but that would make more more sense. Make dominoes the the motion picture. If you want to get if you want to get it in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Well, Domino's is like the Puerto Rican spinoff for sure of Uno, where like that's all we do. We hang out at the bodegas and we play fucking Domino's all day. But <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I guess what's weird to me about it, speaking of Puerto Ricans very quickly, and I just I, this is not really related to the story, but I just want to know if I'm the only one who played it like this. So I, I've been playing Uno my whole life as well. And mm-hmm. then I found out that apparently I've been playing a janky Puerto Rican version of it where you can like one up people's draw twos and draw fours and shit. Does anyone else play it like this? Like if you threw a draw four and I had a draw four in my my hand i could throw that and make that fucker next to me draw eight and apparently i've been playing this game wrong my entire life i don't man i played uno like a few months ago we had some friends come over to the house and we played it and it, it was fun but i i didn't remember the rules man i'm bad with cards like i still know how to play poker so uno uno, <laughs> uno was, was significantly easier than poker Corey. we got it next time i'm in austin we're gonna play for man sure. i told you man look i'm bad with card games because i don't play them a lot uh, so i don't i used to play dominoes and i was getting good at dominoes and i haven't played dominoes in years so i'm not good at dominoes anymore but card games you know i you know what my biggest card game is right now go fish I, I can I can I can I can go fish the fuck out of somebody, man. But well, it's great because it doesn't matter how old the person you're playing with is. Like at age three, you have a fundamental understanding of how go fish works. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that, but there, there's my mind, there's my level right there. You know, it's, it's on the go fish level. Uno is advanced for me. Now we played it. And I just it's Uno is easy to pick up. I just don't. I don't remember the rules. If I played it again, I'd get right back into it. But I can tell you, Uno is about to get a whole lot more fucking complicated <laughs> right now with Little Yachty trying to do an Uno heist in the hood. I don't know how this fucking is this going to work. Uno seems what the let me just why, why is this sinking in right now? This is just getting to me. Who the fuck thought that Uno could make a movie? Why am I even doing this goddamn segment right here without asking that question? For how the hell did I get this far without saying what the fuck? Uno? Uno has a move. Who the fuck looked at Uno and said, I got a whole script based on this deck of cards? What the fuck? Much less getting a heist and shit out of it? What? I can understand this was a, a fucking animated film about talking Uno cards and they came to life and shit. It meant, look, go back to that old. Go back to that uh, uh, to those, those those days of, of, uh, of cartoons. Uh, let me see here. Where they they if it was popular, they made cartoons out of anything, man. I have a. I'd rather take that than just having little Yachty pulling a heist. Back in the day, they used to make if you had a toy, no matter how ridiculous that shit is, they would make a cartoon out of it. They would put a fuck. They had a Rubik's cube. What, you, what the fuck you gonna do with a Rubik's Cube to even make a show out of it? Well, we gonna give him a head and some feet and give him magical powers. Bam! We got a Rubik's Cube cartoon. Oh, 
that was that was that was the fucking straw that broke the fucking acid trips back, dude. Holy shit! And why do people think that like our cartoons are weird and like not for kids anymore? That shit was totally made by some tripping ass teenagers. Yeah, oh, some greedy ass corporate dudes who just said, "Fuck it, we need to make some money off this cube. Put a head on it, some feet, and give them some powers and lasers, and call have them hang out with some Mexican kids and call it a day." <laughs> <laughs> and being chased by a fucking gypsy who has a, a horse and cart in modern times, <laughs> rolling through the fucking uh, uh, barrio. <laughs> it was a simpler time. It was a better time, probably. <laughs> I see. Now, if you took a, a pack of Uno cards and just had those motherfuckers dead, I would even say if they wanted to rap with Little Yachty, like he opened up some cards one day and the, and the cards came to life with hip-hop magic and start <laughs> rapping with them. Okay, cool, but this motherfucker's gonna go to a heist in the hood with some fucking... I don't get it, man. Some yeah. of y'all just do desperate shit that makes no sense and I don't get it. I want to see it because I want to know how they're going to do this, but it makes no sense to me. Uh, you know, it could be like a really restrained, like high wire balancing act. Like I always thought like, you know what? The, the, you know the reason I love Casino Royale so goddamn much? Because 40 minutes of that movie is just a fucking high stakes poker game. Just dudes sitting at a fucking table, looking pensively at the person across the table. And meanwhile, <laughs> there's all this other shit going on. But recast Mads Mikkelsen, bring him back and have him play Uno against Lil Yachty while they're simultaneously, I don't know, stealing a record deal or some shit. I don't know. The hip hop angle <laughs> freaks me out because I like the idea. It could be like a little yachty origin story yeah. where like the cards is rapping and, and and that's his voice and he has to learn how to become a rapper but yeah i don't know i could be Jesus like a, Christ. he could be like a little uh latin rapper hey holmes my name is uno <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I, man i take that but i like your idea of, of like making maybe a, a kind of a parody like you said casino royale make it uno the the the, you know, the, the fucking spy card game i don't know man but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't. I'm not mad. I'm mad at myself. I went through this whole. I, I waited ten minutes to be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm mad yeah, at myself. Minutes. I pitched the story to you like four hours ago, and you were like, "That's fine. Sounds fun. Let's do that." And now, now you're asking the real questions. Here's a real quick thing, and I may be totally wrong on this, so correct me if I'm wrong. That's Mattel. Mattel, who's doing the Uno thing. Um, isn't He Man? He Man wasn't a thing right he man was like they made the toy and then made the cartoon after Fuck the fact yeah. Yeah, yeah okay but that's not like how the other one that's not how hasbro did it because i've always thought mattel was like really pissed off that hasbro exists and does everything better even if those films aren't good they get made right like the gi joe stuff and the transformer stuff so it's the, like no. they always try to reverse engineer their properties is my point yeah no all this stuff man you know you're talking about you know we're talking about uh like long ass toy commercials hey listen I'm a child of the 80s, man. I grew up with Transformers. Uh, I loved them. At the time, I got mad when adults criticized them because I was like, man, let me have my fun, you know? <laughs> but then I, I realized as an adult, I might still have nostalgia for them, but those, that shit was nothing but fucking commercials, man. That's all they were. And that's, and that's what they did. They made the toys first. Or while they were making the toys, they were saying, we have to make a cartoon with this to get in the hands of these little bastards out here. And the masters of the universe. Oh, let me put some respect on He-Man's name. Nah, you can't come <laughs> in with the masters of the universe. You got to say He-Man. He-Man. And the masters <laughs> of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternity. And I'm gay as fuck. Under <laughs> the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! 
Yeah, people, I still remember this with fondness. I watched the fuck out of He-Man when I was a kid. I remember I had a VHS tape and all the neighborhood kids came over and we watched that, man. And as an adult, I have to admit, I love it, but that shit was a commercial. You know, that's what it was. And it's just now you can't help but think like these movies are being stretched you know, that's like what used to be TV shows. Don't you ever fucking talk to me about He-Man and Transformers being a commercial when you got a long ass fucking movie about Uno being made. That's a good, that is going to be a hour and a half to two hour commercial for a, a deck of cards that don't need it. <laughs> it is genius, though, because you figure like everyone's played Uno at least once. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that doesn't like mean that it's a reason why you should make that movie. But it does mean that like, oh, yeah, there's a good chance everyone has some fucking memory of playing Uno. Uno was yeah. like the uh, manual Mario party of games in as much that there's always some fucker who's just there to cause chaos, who's not <laughs> trying to win, who ends up winning. Like I've, relationships have ended over Uno games, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen people get pissed over that. Somebody in the chat said, I got to give you credit for this. They said, the only dude who can go out there and whoop ass wearing a bob haircut. <laughs> that is a straight up lesbian or female haircut, man. Shit, I've dated a couple of girls that have had that haircut. <laughs> uh, you, know, I, I, I'm, you know, the flip side of this is maybe, just maybe, the reason why they're doing this is because someone really did have a genuinely inspired idea of a Uno game. I mean, our Uno movie. They came in and said, "Look, I know it sounds crazy, but just hear this. Just, just hear my pitch. And maybe it's something that's going to be amazing. Maybe it's going to be something that's funny. It's going to be something that's it's either like you have to have a really crazy way of thinking that thought of this. This is so original, or it's going to be right now we're laughing, but it's going to be like, wow, that was so obvious. Why didn't any of us think of this before? Yeah. I'll wait and see. I tell you, I'm interested more than more than a lot of things out there. I really want to see how they do this." It's going to be interesting. And like Walterson, if you're listening, find this tweet for me. Phil Lord or Chris Miller, one of the Lord or Miller mm. people, uh, they they put out a tweet recently when they announced the Rubik's Cube movie that they're doing. That's why I thought Ruby was so fucking hilarious. Did you not hear about this? No. Oh, they're doing a Rubik's Cube movie. And what he said is like, look, technically anything is a good idea if you approach it the right way. Do not. And number two, don't blame me for this. Like the Lego movie is not the reason we're getting a Rubik's Cube movie. Uh, and I feel like that's the truth. That's like it all comes down to writing. But Jesus Christ, Uno and Rubik's Cube. I'm just I'm looking side eyed at. I don't see any way that that's going to be a good property, you know. And by the way, fuck that 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 Rubik's Cube movie. If it ain't my, <laughs> if it ain't my boy. Oh shit! No, hold on. If it ain't, if it ain't my boy over here, who we just talked to. Hello, my name is Rubik. If it ain't him, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> if it ain't little yeah, if, if, if it isn't an allegory for the wall being built in a post-Trump America, and there's just a bunch of kids running around the barrio on bicycles, like I'm not in. Make it. Have some courage, <laughs> Mr. Yasman has a, a link uh, with a story about the Rubik's Cube. Cube. Cube movie. Let's see here. Oh, they go. I, I, was, I knew there was going to be some He-Man gifts in there. <laughs> go fish, motherfucker. Look at <laughs> That's me, man. <laughs> Let's see here. This, this Rubik's... Uh, yeah, Danny DeVito as Rubik. I'd be into that. I, sh I thought they should have done Detective Pikachu with Danny DeVito as Pikachu. Like, that would have been a better movie to me. Oh, let's see here. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, damn it. D Danny, would you say a Detective Pikachu with Danny DeVito? Oh, way better movie. Think about it. Yeah, just yeah. going around being depraved as fuck. I love it. 
Yeah, some people were actually had that out as a, a rumor for a while. Uh, wow. Rubik's Cube movie and game show in development from Hyde Park Entertainment. Endeavor content. So apparently, making these as movies and game shows, I guess, is a thing now because they're doing the same thing with Uno. I have no idea. Again, the Uno game makes sense in the same way that like that lip sync battle shit yeah. makes sense to me. You're like, all right, it's a train wreck, but we all know what we're watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't see people spend those. Those shows are also very inexpensive to make like reality shows. Yeah. So I can't. They're going to put a bunch of money into this and license music and shit. It just seems like a bad idea. I'm looking but. for details on this story. I'm and they, they're saying uh, details on the story are sparse. I don't know could it be because you <laughs> no don't shit. you don't yeah, fucking have any. <laughs> I'm with you. Look, actually, have courage. Redo that fucking clearly not politically correct show anymore. But it, I think there's something interesting about that old Rubik's cube mm-hmm. show. No, I, hey, look, I, I, I listen. I'm talking crazy. I'll give anything a chance. If you say you got something, I'll I'll, I'll trust you. I'm just. I'm just a, a a trusting person like that until you prove me until you prove me to be an idiot and a fool. So you know we'll see, we'll see, man. Ah uh, well, uh, do you wanna you wanna do uh you wanna do a uh, 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 tiny Earl move from? Oh, I'd love to do some tiny Earl. Let's say hello to some people. Little Yachty, the tiny Earl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think about going to a brewery today. That sounds like a like a like a kid's book, like a little brewery? yachty in the tiny Earl, and he becomes like a fucking like Earl of, of Duke or some bullshit like that. <laughs> it's just hey, him in the King Times. King, hey, maybe we can make a Discord uh, cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> tiny Earl, where'd you come from? Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here, folks. If you want to join us on the DT Discord? You can do so. Hang out with us in Tiny Earl. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash the DT Discord. Join us over there. Get you on. Talk to you face to face. Face to face. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Uh, we'll have, at some point, probably soon, we'll have 20,000 followers, man. How's that feel? How does that uh, threshold make uh, you feel? It ain't 50,000. That's what I want. So, let's see. <laughs> You're never going to be satisfied. You're the Hamilton of today's age. It's a lesson in life that everybody needs to learn. Never be satisfied. You'll always keep striving. <laughs> let's see here. I drive yourself crazy. Uh, let's see what we got here. Put my video up. Uh, there we are. There's his happy ass up here. Look at it. <laughs> uh, Dressed like a fucking Tim Burton character and shit. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How you, Corey? What's uh, up, Kristen? It's been a bit. Yeah, it has been a bit. We doing that interview tomorrow? Oh, yeah, we're doing that. I was just uh, getting some work done today, so I'll be all free tomorrow. Okay, 1, 1 p.m. my time? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Uh, let's see who we got in here. Uh, you want to bring in Andy? Now bring in Andy. Yeah, bring in Andy. Let's talk to Andy. Andy. Is that Andy? Is that the Andy that I think it is? I don't know yet because I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Hello. 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 Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Can't see you, but I can hear you. Let's uh, see you. But all that's about to change now. Oh. All right. There there you go. Go. Hey. Guys. Hey. hey. 
What's going hey, on, man? How's it going? Is, is the Andy that I was thinking of? What's going on, man? I'm doing all right. Just taking the day off from work right now. Uh, just relaxing, cleaning around the house. You know, maybe, do you remember this band called Weezer? Yeah, he looks like Rivers Cuomo. Hardcore. He should be, he be playing a Weezer, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that is a compliment, by the way. Um, yeah, man, how are things going with you on the job front? Are you getting? Are you going to be getting back into any effects work? So far, it's just practicing more with Photoshop. And right now, I'm trying to get back into sculpting. And a friend sent me a bust of someone that I can work on. But... Uh, thing is it's a foam bust and usually we kind of sculpt on stuff made of plaster and stone so it m- might do some molding as well get some silicone yeah mold at least the face and then you know practice for people who don't know andy is an effects artist he does it the the the, 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 the practical way the old-fashioned way prosthetics sculpting get his hand you know get the latex all over the hands all that kind of stuff, man. He yeah, has, he's really man. great. He he he'll send me fun facts about different productions and stuff like that because I'm a big creature feature guy. And Andy like knows every story about everybody who's ever made anything amazing. And and so I, I every seriously like every couple weeks he send me a really cool story and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. No, he's great, man. He's a great, great and talented guy. What's on your mind, man? <clears throat> I pretty much just wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing. It's been a while. Okay, now I don't know why, but I see Velma. I don't know why. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the color of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry. But, you know, Velma's hot too, man. So take it the right way. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you said it. It's like chat about Jinkies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Do we have know, Chris Ayers in the chat? Because God, God no, him. No, Chris Ayers is not in the ch- uh, uh, who? Oh, Chris Ayers. I don't think Chris Ayers in here, is in here today. But no, man, I'm glad that you uh, decided to keep up with us. I'm glad to hear from you. Always glad to hear from you, man. Uh, pleasure, man. And hopefully, hey, you know, when things get better, you know, I'll see you guys again one day. Yeah, yeah buddy. I was going to say, LA feels a little empty without you. I need you to come back as soon as you can. <laughs> I know it's like I want to get that because it's like fuck San Antonio, fuck Texas. It's like no, okay. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey! Now come on, man! I ran down the He's road. He's not in I Austin, though, Corey. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you down to Austin before you get back to LA. Austin is probably a you know more hopping spot for you, man. Why the fuck San Antonio? Well, my mom's here, so it's like you know I can have a place and not pay rent, but it's like you know. Gotcha. Still bittersweet. Gotcha. No, I hear you, man. I got you. Well, try Austin a little bit before you just knock Texas completely, man. Texas, I I know. I agree with you. Texas is kind of fucked up. I mean, look at some of the politicians we have coming from here. But uh, Austin is not not bad. And also with L.A., I was talking to Christian Harlock from the Schmoes uh, a couple of days ago, and he was talking about he was very serious about getting a show together. Uh, at the, uh, the, the, I guess the improv or whatever. So, you know, we'll try to get back into LA too pretty soon. But hey, when the time is right, hit us up in Austin before you, uh, you know, get. Have you been to Austin before? I have not. Oh, man. And you need to watch your mouth. Come, come over here and join <laughs> us in Austin. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, before it's all done, I'll show you a good time here, man. Yeah, I, I was just remembering course, uh, that we were. Quick moment. We were, 
What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we were all at the glove show together. I just put that together for some yes, reason. Yes, we, we were. Went to, yeah. yeah, yeah, for the love of the glove, and that was a great yeah. time. It was a great time. I had an excellent time in L.A. with that, man. I can't wait to get back. So, hey, man, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, but first, I need to give a shout out to my buddy, Ken Calhoun, who's actually a toasty himself. Uh, he's an effects artist, and he was working at a legacy effects uh, company, Stan Winston alumni formed. Uh, and when it was kind of like his final months there, he, well, he knows you guys from the spill days, but he said, listen, in those final months, listening to Double Toasted really kind of cheered him up. So got to give a special shout out to Ken. Oh, well, you know, yes. Big shout out to him. Thank you so much. Really bottom of my heart, man. And I'm sure Christian's heart too. I speak for Christian's heart as well. <laughs> there it is right there. All, all <laughs> bottom of it. Thank you so much. Tell him thank you. All right. Thank you. See you. I will. Sex ass. All right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, JJ Panda. Let's talk to JJ Panda real mm-hmm. quick. All right. JJ Panda's up to. Hmm. Calling bullshit already because Pooh Bear is not a panda. What kind of bear is Pooh? Did they ever figure this out? I'll tell you, he's a big ass panda. Somebody put a <laughs> picture of him out with a, with a, he got these swole ass muscles and he, he also has these like tight ass butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they always portray him as a little portly, but like if he's an actual anatomically correct bear, he's fucking swole, man. He looks like yeah. the male Nagiani in that Eternals movie. Well, they don't, they don't give him a penis. They don't even have a dick, but he got some, some <laughs> solid ass butt cheeks on him. <laughs> got excellent leg definition. Yeah, he does. He really does. Jay AJ Panda in the house. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? I was going great, man. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. Uh, thanks for you got these uh, Friday shows are great. It's right when I'm finishing off work. I just have them playing in the background. I'm loving the discussions. Oh, thank you, man. That's very nice of you. Uh, so when you say you get off of work, do you go to work early in the day then? Uh, yeah, well, I know I work from home, start the day around eight o'clock and then end around four thirty. So this is just like the perfect time for me to jump in and say hi to you guys. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said hi, man. I'm glad you think that these are uh, this is a good time for the show because this has really worked out for us, man. I haven't been able to do it on some Fridays because we've had some things going on. So we did them on Saturdays. But these Fridays are working out pretty good. I think. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm glad that we're one, bringing of my, any kind one of my of favorites. Uh, like, I'm, I'm honored to be on the same uh, cast as Christian right now. I'm meaning to do that for a while. I've been loving just everything he's been doing this year. He's great. Who, Christian? Yeah. What the hell does he do? Okay. Did you remember that I don't know how to take compliments, right? Uh, but thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And honestly, more than anything, I'm just glad that we get to help out in any way we can. We get to talk for a living which is insane so the fact that you guys get to enjoy it is it really means something to me and i know it means something to Corey too oh no definitely man i'm always grateful for you guys completely grateful for you i know listen it's hard to because y'all think i'm crazy because i cuss y'all out sometime and everything but you don't understand how much when i'm with i i there's not a week that goes by where there's not one day where i sometimes off to my wife where i look and i say you know what we are very lucky i just can't believe this is what you know, our life is right now. And that's because of all you folks out there. So thank you, man. What do you do? You, I think you told me what you did before. What do you do? What is this? Is that a cat? <laughs> is that a cat? Have you never no, seen a fucking cat, cat before? No, no, no. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's my buddy Scout. <laughs> oh, that is, that cat's adorable, man. What is that cat? That cat is looking at you like, like he or she is just 
sick of you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think he thinks that majority of the day uh, until you know I go feed him. He's looking at you like, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> 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 Look at him. He's like, bitch, you keep fucking with me. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, that cat. What's the cat's name? Scout. Uh, his name Scout. What's his name? Uh, Scout. Scout. Now, how old is he? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, no wonder he's taking it slow. Look at him. He's like, I'm old and old. <laughs> Grumpy middle aged man. That's the best way to describe him. <laughs> like, what does he want? I don't know. Uh, my attention. He like, like, get your goddamn ass off me. He'll start biting. He will. He's he's just a little asshole sometimes. That's what cats do, man. They, you ever pet a cat? Because every cat has a some sort of zone they don't want you to touch, and yeah, or it's like you just like pressed a button in them and it just activated like the predator in them. Like yeah. you'd be petting them and all of a sudden with all with all four claws like ha! you're like stop <laughs> you know it's like a it's like a bear trap. <laughs> yeah no he uh he actually I when I got him uh, I've had him for about probably like a year and a half now he is uh declawed. Um so his aggression isn't even with his paws; it's with his mouth. So well, anytime he makes me mad, he doesn't swat. He he goes for the teeth. Yeah, he ain't got no claws. He got to use some. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's probably gonna get a switchblade next. <laughs> Come after you with the, that cat. Looks like he's constantly plotting your demise, man. <laughs> your fucking dad. Do you hear me? Get your hands off me. <laughs> He's got he's got resting asshole face, but he he really is a sweet cat. Like in the morning, he'll come up and snuggle and everything. But then that's about it. The rest of the time, there it is. There it is. Him trying to smother you to death. Cats smother babies hey. all the time by just coming to wake them up. Really? Do you haven't heard this? Oh yeah, yeah. Cats will smother babies. It's a thing. You got to watch out for them. Wow. Look at him. He's like, you're still dead. <laughs> No, he's got like a thousand yard stare from all the fucking babies he smothered in another life. I'm telling you, that cat, insidious, demon. Yeah, you're next, asshole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's great, man. Thank you for entertaining us with the cat. That cat is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me in here. Yeah, no, we'll talk to you later, man. See you. Bye, later. Bye. I love that cat. That cat's gonna kill that motherfucker. <laughs> Corey, do you not That's remember cool. on the drug Christmas stream you were like, "Oh, JJ Panda, you're so handsome. I could choke you out." So what, what's with every time we bring out JJ Panda, you want to choke him out or kill him? It's- what? Do you not remember? Oh, you were drunk during that night. Remember the drunk? You just like, I'm gonna come on stream. I'm gonna get drunk, and I'm just gonna say I love you. And you went, and JJ came on, and you're like, I love you. You're handsome, and then you're like, you're so handsome. I want to choke you out. What the fuck? I was gone. Wait, wait, was this at the, uh, the, the Toronto party? Yeah, Toronto. No, this was at the, this is when level. on Christmas this year you decided to go stream and say how you love the oh, chat. Oh, that's right. Oh yes, I, I no, I don't. Kind of barely remember that. I just remember I did get drunk on a Christmas stream. Yes, and so I take your word for it. <laughs> but hey, he came back, didn't he? He wants it. <laughs> <laughs> He's practically begging for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see here. You want to bring in uh, Vanispheres? Yeah, yeah Vanispheres is a cool guy. Okay. I'll take your word for it. If you vouch for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Herndon, by the way, has something for you, Christian. Uh, uh, see, J.J. Panda, he has video proof of this. Oh, shit. Uh, I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you played that shit. 
Oh, let's see here. Dwayne Herndon, I think he made another mashup with your face. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I love it. You got no choice. Yeah, it's already happened. No one asked me for my consent, but no. you know, whatever. No, he didn't ask ours either. He made <laughs> videos. Well, Dwayne, I mean, I'm sorry, Vanispheres. Vanispheres. Uh-oh. Well, that's going to be a no-go. All right. Uh-oh. Um, well, we tried. Oh, hello. Uh-oh. You be, oh, we about to leave, man. You called oh. us at the Oh, right. God. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> going all right. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we raided you last night, man. You did. I just wanted to thank you real quick, too. That meant a lot. Really appreciated it. Nah, man. It really meant a lot to see the uh, the appreciation that you have. For yeah. it. That's a great room. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, a lifetime of collecting here. Uh, I uh, used to work for GameStop for about 10 years. So some of that is going to be some of that merch. Also, a lot of collector's editions. And uh, actually, now, fortunately, I work in the video game industry now, too, as an adult. Congratulations on that, especially getting the hell out of GameStop. Now, it's great that we have oh, yeah. somebody who worked at over 10 years at GameStop. So I you did. have a very, very much uh, insider, I guess, experience with GameStop. Is GameStop as bad as I talked to one person who's he made a channel. Oh, did you work at GameStop, Christian? I worked there for five years from oh, 17 shit. to 22. So I, I'm going to defer to him because he's got double the experience. But yes, it's just as fucking bad as you expect, at least in Florida yeah. where I worked. Yeah. What's what's the word on no. that, man? So I was there from high school through grad school. And it, I started off when it was still Electronics Boutique uh, back in San Antonio. Yeah. And was there yeah. when it became EB Games. Yeah. And then it got uh, bought out by GameStop. And if it was still Electronics Boutique or EB Games, I would probably still be there because it was genuinely a lot of fun. Uh, they had, I think, better hiring standards, too. Like they expected you to either be in college or be a college graduate. They paid better. They had bonuses. They promoted a lot from within. Like you could actually make a really good living working there. Um, but then when GameStop bought it out, all the fun died. Uh, that's when the sales quotas started coming in. That circle of life bullshit started becoming more prevalent. Um, yeah, it became... It just killed the fun. It really did. Uh, but I still have a lot of friends who from there, too. So I, I still look back fondly for it. But I also uh, and I was glad that they worked with my school schedules to uh, help me get my master's degree. So I appreciate that. But once I was able to get like a career, like I, I got out of there. Uh, Christian, I mean, you might have some questions, but of course, you know, I'm going to ask you about this whole GameStop stock situation. Uh, would mm -hmm. you would given you both of you? Given your experience, yeah. would you have ever, or did you ever consider buying stock when this whole thing happened? Not in a million years. <laughs> uh, second. Yeah, no. not, that was not. Because I, I would have heavily invested second. the money into it, and then I would have overslept, and then the stock dipped, and then I would have been out like, you know, 10 grand or something. So yeah. My timing is not great. That's the thing that kept me from really going in and even taking a chance with it. I know some people got lucky, and they got a lot of money, man, uh, you know, thousands of dollars, but mm -hmm. the thing that kept me out of it is that it's GameStop. They're not a, they're not a yeah. great company, you know? No. I, I'm not even talking about from a moral level either. Just like this. this their their business model Their is business bad. model is bad, and they're still trying to find it. They made money during uh, when the PS5 came out because, I mean, you know, everybody's trying to get PS5. But once those that wave is gone, there's still GameStop. So Yeah. It's a toy store now, too. And it was a very weird thing to start to see their transition from like focusing on games and not keeping up with the times. And then now they're trying to do retro game game stores, which is a terrible idea since <laughs> retro collecting is about haggling and GameStop's not going to let you fucking haggle over pricing. Yeah. Oh, and, no. uh, 
And now they're trying to do the, uh, the the gaming experience thing. They want to do tournaments or land parties. Like, you can't do that in COVID now, too. And where do you get your money from then, too? Do you have to pay to get in? No one's going to do that. Yeah, the, the the Nintendo guy, Reggie Filame or whatever, he was... Yeah, he's Fizame. Fizame, yeah. Is he still a part of that? Because I remember the whole thing yeah. was, we're going to be like... We're going to do esports now. We're going to do, uh, you know, yeah. tur- tournaments and we're going to be the hangout for you to come in and uh, do land gaming. And then COVID hit and it's like, yeah. well, fuck that, too. So, right. No, I think he's part of the board, too. But yeah, it's it, I think it's it's too little too late uh, for them at, at this point. Like I, I've talked to his friends before. too. I've even talked to uh, I'm on Revan stream a lot, too. And like within the next five years, it's going to be gone. Like they just they've, they've messed up too much. They've made a lot of, uh, I think, poor decisions and even just. Again, like there's a GameStop right here by my apartment. I'm in uh, I'm in San Francisco now, and it's dead. Like every I walked in there like two days after the, uh, when I got my PS5, and it's a ghost town. People walk in. Do you guys have any? No, and they turn the fuck around. <laughs> why Why bother? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's great to get um, your opinion on that, uh, Christian. You got any questions or anything? I I don't I don't I just I'm thinking about it now because it's weird because I'm like you I like some of the friendships I made there are like lifelong friendships. And I really mm-hmm. loved the time I was there, but I'm thinking yeah. about like, that's like the PTSD sort of talking of once you get away from the situation, you're like, Oh my God, what a horrific working environment. Everything about it was it's really, bad. really bad. And I'll tell you this, the one joy I've had for the last five years is watching the slow precipitous fucking falling of that company as the <laughs> stock isn't worth anything as they're trying to sell their, their assets for super cheap. And I'm just thinking about every time they wanted to give me six bucks on a fucking trade in for a Sixty dollar game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I love it. It's delicious, uh, and I don't wish that on anybody. It was like the best and worst experience of my life for yeah. sure. That's that's also a really good way of putting it too, because like I think for, to that point there is some PTSD for it too. Like I still remember having to scrounge for hours, and I think I just saw uh, during the holidays that they were trying to do a TikTok competition for the employees, and the winners got extra payroll hours for the holidays. And it's like that's so, that's so cheap, fuck, and wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. It's fuck awful. Him. I've always yeah. said I felt bad about it, but fuck GameStop, man. I mean, when the yeah. pandemic was going on and they had people, uh, I, I, I would hope that yeah. this is a rumor, but I remember they're telling employees, you got to bring your own cleaning products. I'm like, oh. That's true. Because no, uh, I was working in healthcare at the time uh, before my current gig. And no, that was absolutely a thing uh, there too. Like they had to uh, supply their own stuff and they would be, get reimbursed. But then the management team was like, well, where the fuck are we going to get it? Like, are you guys, can we order through <laughs> you guys? And they're like, nah. Yeah, no, that company is so despicable, man. It re- they really yeah. are. They really are. And, they, and like they're yeah. the execs, the head execs, I forgot what their names are, but some of them like gave themselves like extremely big paychecks when the mm-hmm. employees were getting screwed over. They're a fucking bad company. Man, I would not want to reward yeah. that company. It was a, because I don't yeah. want to act all moral, but that, I said, man, I'm not no. invested in this shit because I don't even want to boost yeah. this company. I, I was like, man, how the fuck is everybody going out and talking about, yeah, stick it to the man with GameStop. Go GameStop. I'm like, let's not forget the GameStop uh, is a fucking villain here too. Oh, yeah. No, the uh, I will tell you the, the one moment where I realized that like, when shit was going to go wrong when, when the buyout happened was. So as I mentioned, uh, GameStop and uh, EB Games had very different pay disparities too. like EB Games managers made almost twice to triple what a GameStop manager would make. And th- once the merger happened, everyone was kind of like, oh, cool. Does that mean the GameStop managers are going to go up? Nope. They fired <laughs> the EB managers. Any uh, I had uh, managers who worked there for years. They made one mistake that like anybody would have made in a million years and gone. Instant. Yeah, it's horrible, man. So, yeah, don't, it's awful. Don't ever lose sight that GameStop is not a good company, man. You know, no. everybody thought that, you know, they were out there, you, uh, they were going to be the ones that was going to, like, send a message to the other guys that, that, you know, who are the hedge fund billionaires and whatnot. Some of those same people at GameStop no. are no better than those guys, man. 
No, it's, it's, this is a, this is inside baseball a little bit, but I just wanted to ask because when I got hired with the company, we had percentages we were supposed to get on reservations and subscriptions Mm -hmm. like game informer bullshit. All right. And when I came in, it was eight and 4%. And by the time I left, it was like 25% and 12%. And that's just like in terms of what they started prioritizing, which is upsell everything, try to get people Mm -hmm. to reserve shit. You have to ask them 15 fucking questions after the point they said (laughs) they they just want to check out and leave. And so like, we just stopped putting an onus on customer service at all. And it became this really horrific, like almost Wall Street environment where you're being uh, really competitive and uh, shitty with people yeah. for no reason. And yeah, yeah. well, and think, think, think. Oh, what are we gonna say? I'm sorry. And it's not fair for kids. Like, I, like I started there from I was there from 17 through 27, and like I'm 38, uh, 37 now. It's like it's been 10 years even when I last worked there. But like I still talk to friends before. It's it's awful. It's awful. Um, yeah, yeah. But man. but actually, before I go, uh, if I if I may, I do have a pitch for the Uno movie. Okay. Oh, please. Let's hear I do have one. I, I think this could work. It's kind of like what Christian was saying, but instead of it being Casino Royale, you take, you make it like Maverick. Like you turn it really dumb comedy where it's just a journey to a giant Uno tournament where it's also going to be, or the heist is going to take place. But you said it like in like the eighties to nineties when that kind of dumb shit would happen all the time where you'd have these really <laughs> silly tournaments and you just play how dumb this is. Like even with like the execs who are running the tournament, you're like, this is a dumb idea, right? And just play that up, but make it like a Maverick kind of film where it's a, it's a journey to get to the tournament to, to get the and they play Uno underground Uno games to get the funding to enter into the tournament. Somebody and said it's like that movie. Heist. It's like that movie, The Wizard. You mean that Nintendo? That's movie? exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Yep. The Power Glove. Yeah, right. the Power Glove movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. Now that would make sense. That, yeah. I like that idea. You do it like that. I do. I do. You should call Hollywood yeah. today, man. You can get yeah. them straight. Uh, hey, it's great talking to you, man. Thank you for coming yeah. in and giving us the insight. Thank you for having me, and thank you again for the raid yesterday. I appreciate it, man. Very oh, much. No problem. Take it easy, man. See ya. Take care. Bye. There he goes. All right. It was a blast in the past. I wasn't ready to relive my GameStop trauma. Thank you for that. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. I, but I needed your expertise, man. <laughs> Let's see. I got one thing here. I would love to read some emails. Well, you know what? Let's see. I'll read some emails real quick and then we're out. Uh, let's see. See here. You got to hear this. So at school, I'm in a pop culture class and we were supposed to do a list of our top five favorite movies and why we like them. Someone put a fall from grace as one of the top five movies. <laughs> but not because they thought of it as a great comedy, but legitimately thought it was a gripping drama. That motherfucker needs to be expelled from <laughs> class. Uh, he, he thought it had gripping drama, had great acting, and had a great twist and had great turns. Their words, not mine. I then tell them that I heard it was one of the funniest movies of last year. They thought I was nuts. Uh, what are you going to do with this person? This person's lost. You can't help them. <laughs> You've seen, have you They're seen lost. Them? They're beyond redemption. All right. <laughs> They're Gentiles. Let them go into the world. I, I don't know. I mean, like, that really is how subjective art can be. Like we like to think that there are these critical consensus, but there are people out there who will see a fall from grace and see it for the, the cutting drama that it really is, you know? Sometimes, and that was from Trevor, uh, Trevor Dammer, what is his name? Trevor Dammer uh, Thoen, instead of Theon. Trevor Dammer Thoen. Uh, let's see here. Blackstone just wants to send us a nice message. Uh, by the way, I don't judge people for what they like. You know, if you like it, fine, fine. I can't, uh, it's, they're, they're movies, people. Who cares? Uh, let's see here. Blackstone. Hello, gentlemen. Greetings from Montreal. 
He says, mm. hope you and your loved ones are well, safe, and healthy. I just want to wish you all continued success. Take care of yourselves. Carl, a.k.a. Blackstone. Well, that's nice and simple. Thank you. Uh, this, we wish the same back to you. Listen, I, I, I could be uh, convinced to do a Montreal show. We did Toronto, but I mean, we need to go talk to, you know, the, they're, they're proud people, the people in Quebec. You know, they don't even consider themselves Canadian, really. Yeah. We should go to Montreal, man. It's it's a French city. It's like Paris, but cooler, apparently. Let's do it. I'm, I'm down with you. Apparently, we have to do Sweden now. Sweden girl says, Swedish girl <laughs> said that. No, because she's Swedish and so accommodating that she's not even telling us to go to Sweden. She just says, go to the UK. Like, she'll go from Sweden to the fucking London, which I'm like, that's so accommodating. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's like a drive to Houston for us, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Them, like, like, like a major... Like major travel for them is actually just like an hour drive for us here in Texas. You know, I've, I've had people. I feel like in. Sweden's still a little bit far, but I, I see your larger point is yeah, it takes like an hour or two to get to a border in most places. Yeah. Oh, let's see. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? One day I was at work and I was just thinking about a cartoon. It's from a Bartholomew. Bartholomew's point. He says I couldn't remember the title and I spent at least six months trying to find this movie. Then I finally found it on YouTube. It was a genetic version. I think he meant to say generic, <laughs> but he has genetic. It's genetic. Genetic. Yeah. Well, we're going to go with genetic. It was a genetic version of Aladdin. Uh, it's kind of like a cross between Jurassic Park and Aladdin. They're creating like a, they're creating genies in a lab somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was called Arabian Nights. Then they renamed it to The Thief and the Cobbler. Oh, yeah, man. We've talked about this before. We've talked about this before. I won't go into it, but because we talked about it before. But that was uh, I talked about how that the animator Richard Williams he was so obsessed with animating this movie, uh, in in the in the hardest way possible. Uh, it took years to make that. Eventually, just somebody snatched it from him and made it, completed it. So, yeah, some it's like that Emperor's New Groove story. I just heard of that where they told you the whole behind the scenes of that movie and how it changed a billion times. And maybe that's old hat in the animation world. But for me, that was like the most incredible behind the scenes story of like someone who had a vision, who got his baby taken away from him and then made into something Frankenstein. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. The Thief and the Cobbler, man, that was taken from. uh, That was taken from this guy. I I played some stuff, man. I played some stuff uh, where they they have footage. I can't find any of it, but they had footage of. they have footage of uh, like the original work, and this guy, he, the story is, if you get, I don't want to get technical and throw people off, but in mm-hmm. animation, they're, they, 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 you have frames in the way things are animated. The frames are numbered one, two, three, whatever. So what you do is, like for regular film, like let's just take 35 millimeter frame. You know, they're made of little little frames. So when you're animating a movie, you have to animate those frames. So usually when you animate you animate, like a drawing is for two frames. So it cuts back on some of the work. This guy drew every frame so that it would have the smoothest movement. And he had these intricate scenes that looked like, they looked like uh, uh, like CG, but they were done by hand. And it was just an obsessive artistic endeavor for this guy. I can't find any of the stuff that I was looking for. I can't find any of it. This is, uh, let me see, this, this is the original. I mean, this is like, I'm sorry, not the original. This is a recut trailer. Maybe they show you some of the stuff that was in there that uh, he was doing. Let me see. Look, there it is. Richard Williams Studio. Let me see here. What the fuck? Is he masturbating? Is that Vincent Price? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know. The world which we see 
which is impossible. an altered and visible dream of an inward and invisible reality. See, all this stuff is animated by hand. Once upon a time, there was a golden city. In the center of the golden city, atop the tallest minaret, were three gold balls. That's by hand, people. That animation. I believe. Unless it's something I got wrong, but I think the animated, like that city, that city's animated by fucking hand. The way it was going around. Stuff you would do with CG today, and if you didn't do it in CG, they'd be like, fuck it, you know, we ain't doing it. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, let's see here. Malcolm says, bruh, thought I'd ironically buy this movie, then I saw the price tag and was like, bruh, let me see what this movie is. I got you talking about, bruh. <laughs> let me see. I'm curious now. Holy shit. So this dude wants to buy. He wants to buy breaking a box set of breaking and breaking two. <laughs> There's a box set. They they said, hey, electric boogaloo deserves to be seen in a box set. Yes. Electric boogaloo, man. And that boogaloo's gonna cost you a lot. Apparently, it's, he, they say they want ninety dollars for this shit. You get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Amazon's choice. My choice to tell you to kiss my ass. You can get these movies for look. I ain't encouraging people to do it, but you can find these movies free online somewhere. Eighty, ninety dollars. Who the fuck is selling this? Get out of here. But it's got hours of behind the scene breaking action, man. <laughs> you don't want to see all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. We're out of here. We gotta go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christian. Nah, man, it was great. Thank you. Thank you, Toasties. Yes, thank all you Toasties out there. I'm hungry. I got to go. I'm thinking about going to a brewery today, way out of town. All right, well, I'm glad we don't have a show tomorrow. Uh, I don't want to do that to you again. No, I did a show hungover when I went to a, I went to not a brewery, a distillery. Oh, got worse. Yeah, Yeah. I went to a bourbon distillery, man, and I got, it's not that I even got wasted there. I had a lot, then I settled down and put some food in my stomach and went home and I bought some, I bought uh, some bourbon while I was out there and got home and was like, well, I want to try this. And I just started drinking the bottle, man. (laughs) Yeah. You got to take me to some of these places. I mean, we had, we had like one really great, great uh, drinking session last time I was in Austin and thank you Mm -hmm. very much for that. But uh, I feel like that was the opening act. We got to, we got to do some professional drinking next time I'm in town. We will. There's a lot of things I have planned for you, young Torres. I can't so, wait. There wait. We go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I thought it got really insidious for a second. Like, what do you have planned for me? I'm scared. What do I have planned for you? I'll tell you what I got planned for you. I got this plan for you. There you go. That's what I got planned for you. Dogs with soul. All right, everybody. That is that. Subscribe to our Twitch channel for free. If you got an Amazon Prime account, hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash double toasted. And get all this bonus stuff we got for you. Uh, you know, I, I just got, I got to say this real quick. I had nothing clever for it. I wish I did, but dtmerge.com. Go there, buy stuff. All right. Chris Torres, <laughs> what you got to tell people? <laughs> what do I have to tell people? Yes. 
Uh, like where where to find me? Well, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Christian.monster, and Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. Okay, cool, man. It's gmail.com. We'll say that for, for the proper way to do it. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you going out. I thought you were going to say something. So <laughs> I had nothing to say. I thought you were rushing me, and I'm like, where's my musical cue? I got to have sexy music playing to tell my details. I got you. You know what? You were right, sir. Is that sexy enough for you? Yeah, I like that. All right, I'm going to go, and then you can go after me. Is that cool? <laughs> kcoolmans at gmail.com that's k-c-o-o-l-m-a-n-z at gmail.com you email us with any kind of questions comments compliments insults input and our advice hit us up on the social medias instagram twitter and facebook copy all the information down right there memorize it love it use it if i'm too busy taking all your messages christian torres Sorry, I jumped the gun. You can find me on Instagram, Christian.monster, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. I had a blast, and I'll see everyone next week. Yes, I too had a blast as well. And would have a blast to see you guys once again, but only when it's safe. Okay, coolmans at gmail.com. Let us know if you're going to be passing through Austin. I'm moving here because we want to safely hang out with you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to or watching this, goodbye and stay toasty. Warm, toasty, feeling good. Got the toast all over my body. Yeah. Bread crumbs. The Cookie Monster Singers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>